problem is a pattern so wherever there is a overthinking problem it's because of looping mental created scenario patterns it's the pattern of me making projections about my future and preparing for them in my present that's causing for me to overthink control problem the desire to control the outcome pattern I want to control how this is going to go. I want to control how this is going to turn out. That's your pattern. That's why you have control issues. Substance abuse problem. Pattern of taking false escapes. Like weed is just a false escape. Cheap sex is just a false escape. That's your pattern. Whenever you want to get away from something, you, you immediately try to find an escape that is temporary. That's the pattern, which is conducive for the substance abuse problem the shadow of every problem is the pattern suicidal problem pattern of killing the wrong thing yes something has to die it's just not you perhaps the bitterness has to die not you the pattern has to die not you a relationship has to die not you a habit has to die not you suicide makes you kill the wrong thing something does have to die but it's not you because the shadow of every problem is the pattern some of these pastors really <laughs> they really in tune god damn yeah he was wilding god bless wow wow yeah that was a lot at the end I hope that <laughs> Not even gonna hold you. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Shit. Uh, you got an old man? Yeah, man. I was <laughs> I was on the bus today and I'm on the phone. Somebody asked me to give them feedback about an event that I attended last night that they produced. And while I'm on the phone trying to have this conversation, you know when the bus jerks and oh, everybody jolts? Yeah, two people almost had a fight right beside me. Because the bus jolted? Yeah, and I feel this on my side, like, as if they're getting ready to huffle and tussle. And I, I wanted to look at both of them and be like, this bus is too fucking packed. And I know one of the guys said that he'll 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 beat the shit out of the other guy. And in my mind, I was like, I'll beat the shit out of both of y'all. Really. I'll fuck both right now. And one of the guys, I don't know what his sexual orientation was, but he went from a high pitch to a low pitch when the guy said, I'll beat your ass on this bus. And the guy was screaming at him through a face mask. So there was a lot of spit. You could see like the spit particle like hitting the inside of the face mask. And he was very upset. And then the guy beside me who his voice went from high to low, his voice stayed at low. He was like, 
I I didn't I didn't mean to do that. And the guy was like, I don't give a fuck what you didn't mean to do. I'll fuck you up. And I'm just looking at both of them like there's kids in front of me, there's an elderly person behind me. I'm like, damn, like it's it's always some shit, man. Oh, New York City Transit is a tough place to be on. Like that ass, that tension is real. Niggas is nigging for sure. Niggas is definitely nigging. So Going back to that conversation I was having prior to me boarding that bus. Oh, this is a two for one. Yeah, this is a motherfucking two for. <laughs> what I'm going to say is this, because I will be, you know, we, we will definitely have a Patreon where we're more elaborate on some of the things that we like and things that have disappointed us in the open mic showcase sector mm-hmm. in New York City. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's an excellent Patreon episode. Yeah. one that's a good idea. One thing that. I was disappointed in at last night's show, which was, by the way, on a beautiful yacht. So shout out to From the Heart of a Poet. It was a beautiful yacht. Um, beautiful vibes in terms of the decor, how they decorated the yacht, and how they uh, manipulated and utilized the space. It was like three floors. It was really dope. And the rain ain't stopped shit. You know what I mean? I thought the rain was going to fuck everything up. The way it was raining yesterday, I was like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But the rain ain't stopped shit. So... The question that I was asked was, how did you feel performing at last night's event? Now, for me, 33 years young, been doing this since God knows when. My my father was my first manager, so not to tell you how long I've been doing this shit. I am at a point, ladies and gentlemen, curators, event planners, where I no longer, I don't know what the fuck that was. I <laughs> thought it was stretching. I don't know. His armpit needed air. I don't know what else I could do or be a part of for a lot of you guys to realize there's certain things that artists need in place. Artists need a proper working microphone, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. That's bare minimum. Artists. Artists, I feel like a lot of us don't give a fuck about stages, nigga. I'll perform right right here on the floor. I'll be right here ground level with y'all. Right. Stay, a stage is a plus because some venues don't allow stages, or some venues the stage can't fit, or some stage or some venues just for whatever reason it's better without the stage. Um, we need working microphones. Um, number two, we as the artists, it's not our job. To make sure that you and your team is cohesive. That's you and your teammates job. Our job is to show up. Deliver a show. Whether we're performing. Whether we're singing. Whether we're dancing. Whatever it is that we're doing. Our job is to deliver a show. And not perform in front of vendors and sponsors. Mm. Especially vendors and sponsors. Who haven't sponsored us. Especially vendors who are not giving us something for free for performing. Or, you know, a token um, or, or something put in a raffle to be raffled later throughout the show. Um, you know, I am urging curators and event planners and people who produce shows, people who call themselves producers. We, the artists, we need more from you guys in 2023. I'm sorry. We need way more from you guys. I mean, I think that's fair. I think... uh, Especially if we're paying to be a part of said production. Especially if we're paying. And that's why I always say that it's (sighs) it's tricky. Like... Money's up, dog. Money's up. Like, when you have... You have really talented people that you want on the bill. My opinion is always you have to pay those people. Those are the headliners. Those are the keynote speakers. Those are... 
the individuals that you know, no matter what, no matter how the establishment may look, no matter how the crowd may be reacting in the beginning, you know that that person going to turn things up. That person has to get paid or you asking for them to be there for the free. But to have them pay to be there is always a tricky thing to me because that's like asking LeBron James to pay to be on the Lakers. <laughs> like that doesn't make sense. <laughs> like you're not going to ask him to pay to be on your team. You don't have the leverage. There are instances where it, I think it's acceptable to have artists pay, right? Like if it's this art, when you have the leverage, right? right. You've got the crowd, you have the the event stage that this artist probably could never get on if it wasn't for you booking it. Or, or just on their own. You have the different uh, elements of this artist might be standing next to another artist that they would never have the opportunity or ability to get next to otherwise. Then, yeah, you have the leverage to say, yo, I don't even know what your artistic value is. Yeah. So... Yeah, you gonna have to pay to be on this bill, right? Like, this, if you want to be on this bill, right? This bill is worth this much, right? So, I'm not mad at the entire business model. I just think that it 100 percent gets tricky when you know someone's super talented. You know that they they are gonna kill. You know this isn't their first rodeo, and then you still kind of want them to pay to be part of the bill because those are going to be the people that are going to tell you something about yourself if shit. Is not up to par. Sidebar: <laughs> This Justin Burner Boy is having a release party at Taj today. Oh, that's going to be crazy! Damn, yo, our city's on fire right now. Fuck, Taj is not the place to have that though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah, shit no. is going to be crazy. I'm just reporting the news live. Taj Burner Boy. It says free entry. Everyone RSVP. Taj and Oh, that shit West, is going to 21st be Street Burner Boy official album released. Party. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. I think I'm thinking of Katra. Yeah, you think of the Katra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Katra nah. would be yeah. swarming zoo. He just wanted oatmeal. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, although Taj, Taj, that's still gonna be a zoo, but Taj security don't play. Damn, I'm starting to feel like niggas need to do two events tonight, boy. I'm not even joking with you. Oh no, that shit might be hard to get into, though. Nigga, we gotta make a phone call. Who you know at Taj? You know what in the bottle girls? I do. I do. Let's go. <laughs> um, my old man is really shut. All right. Okay. Fuck it. We turning it up. Whoa, whoa, okay. Sorry to all our neighbors because we here early. Yeah, we here super early. First of all, ladies and gentlemen, dad has some bow ties. We'll Unknown be caller. Oh, hey, yo. oh, bad bitch. I don't know who that is. All right, let's just say, what's that unknown? Um, ladies and gentlemen, oh, dad has some bow ties. We'll be dropping on a new date moving forward. Because we will be recording on a different day. We'll be recording on Fridays now. And so we're going to we're gonna test out dropping on Saturdays. Because niggas be moving around on Saturdays. I feel like I don't know if that's the best day to drop. But we're going to test it out. Um, if not Saturdays, we'll, we'll move it back to Monday. But the content will be a little delayed. Which is what I'm trying to avoid. Um, I don't want us to, to be giving out delayed content. Because... There's a thousand podcasts out. There's a thousand TV shows, news outlets. So many things, man. Even though we have a unique perspective on things, we don't want y'all to be getting content for you know the, from a, a fifth source. Right. We don't want to be your fifth source. Right. Um, nonetheless, 
look out for that. So Saturdays moving forward, we're gonna test that out, see how that that rock, and if if not, we'll return to Mondays. But uh, you know, the content will be a little delayed. But we'll 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 see how that how that thing work out. Um, my all man is this because this has happened to me a couple of times now, and okay. I don't understand what the logic is behind this move. I don't understand why women tell you about the next nigga in order to get a reaction out of you in terms of maybe thinking it will jolt you to be more forceful or add more pressure in the romantic realm. Telling me about a date you going on, telling me about what a next dude is doing, Telling me you with the next dude is Damn. not going to make me jump to now try and claim you. It's going to do the opposite. Telling me you with the next nigga is crazy. <laughs> I didn't even ask about him. I don't I even didn't give a even, fuck about I him. I didn't ask. I didn't say who you with. I'm not asking you if you dating. And you just volunteering the information is wild to me. But I've seen it happen multiple times. Yeah. Where a woman will give me, and this is not a, a bashing women segment. This is I only date women, so I don't know if dudes do it. But a woman will tell me that they are doing something with the next dude in a way that it's like they want the reaction out of me to either be like... Yo, like, what the fuck? Why are you telling me that? Or, yo, nah, you supposed to only go out with me. Or, yo, tell that nigga da 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 da. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm letting it be known on this podcast. That will never, ever, ever get a reaction what? out of me. I'm so confused. So, what do you think they're trying to gain from you? From telling you? What does telling do? So this happened the, the very first time this happened to me. This is getting crazy. I was 18, 18 years old. The girl that I was with at the time told me about another dude who was trying to date her and had wanted her to be his girlfriend, but she hadn't made a decision yet. It was between me and him. When we later made it official, she told me the only reason she told me that was because she wanted me to make a move and because she wanted me to claim her and I was moving too slow. That's what she told me. Now, ever since then, I've noticed the pattern of when because there are real times where a girl is telling you about another dude because either a she's trying to get you off her back or b. She just being honest, like, yo, there's other dudes in the picture. It is what it is. But I've noticed that there is a pattern in the way a woman may bring up another dude in which I think they think you are going to get like panicky and be like, oh, I better make a move now. Or you're going to get jealous. Panicky is crazy. Panicky sounds wild. They, they think you're going to get panicky or they think you're going to get jealous. If you like, oh, nah. Yo, you yo, you really telling me about another dude? Da da da. And then, what do women like to do in that instance? 
Well, you ain't claim me. You ain't put no ring on this finger. The last girl that told me something to that effect, her her words were, and we were getting ready to go out, I think, on our third or fourth date. XAB knows the story. She goes in, I quote, you're not number one anymore. That was a text I got a few hours before our third or fourth date. Now, why would I still want to go on that third or fourth date? <laughs> That's me. And by the and by the way, she's still single right now. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Like that's not gonna make I me. I don't know. That's not gonna. I'd much rather you tell me like, yo, ex. This is how I feel about you. This is how I feel about the situation. Where are we? What are we doing? Because I need you to make a move. Like I need you to make a decision. I would much prefer that than to tell me, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm I'm being taken out by, you know, another person tonight. He works for IBM. I don't give a fuck. I right, cool. Well, enjoy. Like <laughs> the fuck else are you what like what the fuck else are you really going to say? That's, enjoy. Uh, she, she she she's still going to be going out on her date. So she's going to go out on her date. Nothing is stopping her date. I promise you cuz nothing's stopping her from getting another nigga. And all that does is make me be like well the information or whatever you were saying before all sounds like bullshit because clearly you don't know what you want uh, or clearly you don't know what you're doing. Like, what, what, are you still in a dating phase? That's fine. That's totally, that's cool. But you know what I mean? It's not adding up to some other shit. Right. So ladies, if, if you think that that tactic works, it might with some men, it might. But a lot of us are going to, it's going to do the opposite. A lot of men don't, like this is where there is a truth to it. A lot of men don't like to feel like they competing for Punani. Like if if it's understood that everybody is dating, I'm not talking about that. We, we're all in those, in those situations. We all know about that. I'm talking about the unsolicited information about like, yo, this is... What's happening to see if you can get a reaction? That shit is just it's trash. It's corny. So that's my my all man. Um, we gonna get right into it though. Shannon Sharp is going to ESPN. He's mm-hmm. going to first take. Mm-hmm. Very happy for that man. Sports uh, commentating is about to take a whole new level. This is about to be probably the number one sports show. Yeah, yeah or at least in very heavy competition um, with Kenny and them boys, Kenny Shack and them. And, and Charles. Oh, okay, uh, okay. I mean, it's they funny, but I, I don't think they funny like Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp is a fun, is a funny character. That motherfucker's funny. Shannon is. <laughs> I think there are a lot of unknowns to the situation. I am very happy for it. Um, Steve and they have been putting this in the air for a very long time. Yeah, talking about he just got the call that that when when he announced it, he said he he just got it thirty seconds ago on his desk. Get the fuck yeah, out! Shut up, Steve. Nigga, you was in the office. <laughs> like we better make sure this goes through, okay? <laughs> All right, let's be clear. <laughs> okay, I'm happy for it, but the unknowns to me are: will this work? Those two personalities I can are see, I very can see strong. Them, yeah. I, I could definitely see them clashing. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, there's a lot of speculation, and Shannon never quieted the rumors. I think that was part of what led to the issue between him and Skip. Skip had his strong personality. Shannon had his. And I think Skip said some things that maybe rubbed Shannon the wrong way. But Stephen A ain't no different. Stephen A will say some wild shit, too. So What's, 
What's going to be interesting to see is who takes over the show more, Shannon or our guy. Well, that that only adds more fuel to the fire because I think it's a high possibility that Shannon takes over. I feel over. like Shannon's taking a show. <laughs> I feel like you bringing him on the show, you're going to have viewers that never fucked with um, you, sir. Yeah, for gonna, a fact. For so, a fact. So get ready, dog. Can Stephen A's ego take that? Stephen A's ego, I don't know if he could take that. I mean, Stephen A is very good at what he does. That my he that's one guy I could say if you ever wanted to get a job and you want to be the best at your job, like the very you might want to take a, a few pages out of his book. Yeah, because I Cause, think Stephen A started as the number two right. on on first take. Right. And then he became the number one. But I haven't seen Stephen A gracefully sit in a number two spot since he's been number one. Oh yeah, of course not. No, no, no. He like they do they do like a recap show with him and a couple others that no longer can exist because ESPN got rid of everybody. But they did that, and even in there, he was with Will Baum and them. He was trying to be the number one. He was trying to be the center of the show. With this, Shannon will be the center of the show without trying By to be default. nothing. I mean, first of all, Shannon could dress his ass off. I wonder if they're gonna. I wonder if they're gonna let the cigar rock every once in a while. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He did get um picked up. Club Shay got picked up too, but oh. not by ESPN, by another agency. So oh, man, he may reserve the the, oh, the cigars man. for oh man for that show. Listen, man. One thing I will say: it is a ludicrous is the best person to use for this next exam. It is a beautiful thing when you can go from one career. Be successful, go to another career acting, and be equally as successful. Mm-hmm. LL Cool J, it, it, Will Smith, like there's only a few people, Ice Cube, that can do this successfully and make it. Fuck this guy right now, he in a whole nother sport. Um, uh, this guy, uh, Steph Curry, mm. I'm like I didn't know he was that nice in golf. I'm I see golf uh, highlight reels and I'm like, oh, he might be. Oh, he might be up there. I don't know now. Listen, what I'm going to say is shout out to the good brother, Shannon. We're happy for you, black man. We know there's been a lot of things going on outside of the um, entertainment world as far as sports go that you've probably had to just swallow the pill and not say anything or really not you know, be as confrontational as you probably would have liked just to kind of clear the air. But we are happy that you're in a new situation and we will continue to support you. Congrats, brother. That's a fact. And as the good brother Distinguished had already alluded to, it seems like sports entertainment is elevating. Cameron just got a deal. Cameron and yo, yo, first of all, I ain't going to hold you. I don't watch their podcast. I don't. I've seen clips. I, don't I like see it. clips. I don't really fuck with it. That, that, that's me. That's me. <laughs> will it grow on me? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. What I will say is that it's very fucking interesting because Cameron and Mace, both of them motherfuckers as characters, especially Cameron. So for these two Harlemites to end up in a situation like this, striking this big ass deal to do this podcast, I, I'm pretty sure when the deal is done, they're going to have to polish up a few things. They're going to have to make the, whoever the woman is going to be because she barely talk on that motherfucker. And if she does talk, it don't really be, it's not in the same energy. Nah, she just be letting them rock with they wild. Yeah, so, which is, sometimes they be wild. They I be, be like, wild. God. I'm surprised they got to deal with the shit they be saying on that show. Me too. 
<laughs> I ain't gonna me, hold nigga, you. Nigga, me too. Them, them hot takes be Them hot takes be wild. Them pause hot takes. I them be pause like, be... how much y'all go? How much longer y'all gonna do pause, dog? Yeah, like y'all fifty. Fuck. <laughs> y'all fifty year old. God damn. To put pause on everything. And then niggas be like, oh no, I, I know, I didn't mean it that way. Nah, but you said it. Nah, I didn't mean it that way. But pause. I'm like nigga, yeah, what? They be doing a lot. They be doing a lot. <laughs> shout, on that show. shout out to them niggas for getting a deal. But God but damn. yeah, nah. I mean, clean it up though. <laughs> clean it up, please. Talking clean about it up. sports. Clean it up. Please clean it up. But I, I do I do like that it seems like sports commentating is starting to become a new avenue for people to build high profile celebrity status. Oh yeah. Hell, hell yeah. The hell media yeah. industry in itself, like you can be famous now as a commentator. Literally. Like almost as big as the the sports uh the players rather. And actors and artists Like it's starting to get to that point What I What I feel like Is helping this more Is Remember Mace and Cameron These motherfuckers didn't go to school for journalism They didn't go to school for creative writing They're not known for going to school for these things We know them as rappers And Cameron Actor rapper you know, shout out to Payton Full. What I believe, though, is that it's just like this podcast y'all listening to. If you talk about something as passionate enough as those two brothers, as if you really, really love that shit, and other people feel that from you, whether they agree with you or not, because you're talking about something that they also like that resonates, you're going to have something on your hands that's probably going to be bigger than yourself. And they realize now, like, the podcast is bigger than them two now. All they got to do now is do the right thing with this deal. Don't fuck up the bag. Do the right thing. Who doesn't seem to be doing the right thing is Scooter Braun. Oh, man. He is losing celebrity clients like fucking... <laughs> I don't know. It's the end of an era. That's all I can say. The first person was uh, Taylor Swift. He losing them like a nigga in his forty losing hair. Yeah, like I mean, Ariana Grande. Justin, he losing top artists too. Justin Bieber, yeah. Demi Lovato. Oh, I didn't even know she was signed to his management. Damn. Justin Bieber is trying to get out of his deal. Everyone is Damn. saying it's one of two things: either the business is fucked up. Because Taylor Swift did allude that his business is fucked up. Yeah, she was the first person. She was the first person. I mean, to she's leave. redoing all of her albums. I, I only know this because of my girlfriend. Um, she's redoing all of her albums, and she's having more success with the redos than she did the originals, which is crazy. And the second thing that people are alluding to is something is coming down the pipeline that this nigga did something. He might have did some wild thing. Everybody knows what's about to happen, what's about to come out. And they're leaving him now before their name and brand is associated with whatever it is. Listen, there's only one movement strong enough that could take him down. And that (laughs) movement is called the Me Too movement. Me Too movement is like fucking CIA for niggas and women who do stupid shit. Well, it, it, it could also be some racist shit. Really? If they got him recorded saying some wild shit. Oh. I think. I think people would distance themselves okay. from him. So. Could be that too. I feel like Me Too is way stronger than that, though. I think it's one of those two. Yeah, it's a different beast. I think it's one of those two things. I, I agree in the sense of, like, if there's a lot of sexual harassment allegations or something like that, which, again, this is just speculation. Nothing has come out that Scooter Braun has done anything like this. But 
the mass exodus from him and his brand is definitely making people wonder what this possibly could be. If the business is fucked up, the business been fucked up for a long time. Y'all still kept resigning with him, right, right, right. Still doing uh, new deals and renegotiating money. So yeah. right for over over a decade, over a decade, yeah, easy, easy. Like Justin Bieber been with this nigga for forever. I was about to say, nigga, what isn't isn't Scooter Braun been his manager since day yeah. one? Yeah, right, so, so nigga basically discovered the nigga. He's like so, the father to you. That's why I don't know if it's the business. It could be, but I don't know. Or 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 bro, it 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 could just be time. It, it could be. It could time. be. It's just all of them at the same yeah, time. All of them at the same time is that, like that. Makes all of them at the same time is like when Jay Z uh, did the rollout for Title and everybody was in that commercial and they all was signing and it was like Title. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like Title. It's the opposite of that. Niggas is, is, is niggas unsigning. Is, niggas is unsigning. <laughs> niggas, is unsigning. <laughs> niggas is looking at the contract like, yo, it's null and void. Yeah, nigga. rip that up. Yeah, nah, nah. This this seems like. Like the first thing you would say is maybe it's the business, but for this mass exodus and for the fact that cats have been signed to him and re-signed and have negotiated and all that. The only person that left and was like, nah, he's trash was Taylor. Easy. Until now. Easy. It's starting to indicate some other shit is coming down the pipeline. Mm-mm. Um my goodness. Let's go straight into gunplay. Oh, Nigga, you can't say shit about Envy no more. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Envy actually, <laughs> Envy car shows actually tomorrow at that. <laughs> I didn't even know he was still being able to do that. <laughs> he announced it today on uh, The Breakfast Club. Didn't even know he was still doing car shows. Yeah, I mean, Envy in trouble too, though, so. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, everybody in trouble, clearly. But Gunplay might be going to jail, actually. Well, Envy might be going to jail, too, apparently. <laughs> oh, fuck. Them niggas going to be the same cell. Ah, yo! <laughs> Just for two different things. Envy's <laughs> oh, in trouble because the it, uh, it seems like those fraud allegations are heating up. Oh, damn. Um, regarding him taking people's money in, in so is that, real estate. So is it true? This has got to be proven in the court of law. Oh, okay. All right. So, all right. Niggas but on a trial. Right. It, it's, it's looking like those allegations are, are ramping up to some extent. A lot Damn. of people are saying that the business wasn't right. Um, but Gunplay thought that he was in Call of Duty in real life and decided, allegedly, allegedly, he decided to pull a rifle out on his beautiful wife wife is bad his wife is bad <laughs> like i like how she was talking about envy but yeah, she's she's bad yeah, she bad but not only uh pull the pull the rifle out on her but the baby too <laughs> when i read he pulled that on the baby i'm like what the baby got to do with this nigga <laughs> fuck the baby looking at it like what is this in my face what the fuck all is- because shorty told you Yo, you too loud with the yeah, call of duty? Yeah, nigga, you like saying all type of wacky shit. Suck my dick. I'm about to kill you, bitches. The baby is right here listening to fucking do do do. Like, stop. And I, this is before the Nicki Minaj drop. This is before the yeah. This is we're yeah. gonna talk about that in a little bit too. But I don't know, dog. I I, I don't know, man. Listen, he he seemed wacky. He seemed and, off. To, from the beginning. He seemed off when the envy thing happened. He seemed off with the GoFundMe situation when people called him out. Shit is crazy. And he, instead of him taking accountability for it, 
him spazzing and calling people all types of this, that, and the third. But my problem is this, and this is beyond the pulling out the rifle because that in itself obviously is terrible. But when you appease and coddle somebody when they are off their rocker, it's only a matter of time before the same energy that they're giving to strangers and people that may not deserve it is turned around and it's focused on you. I'm not blaming Shorty. All I'm saying is you you said that he's been on drugs, back on drugs for a very long time, Damn. and he's been acting wild since he's been on the drugs. Damn. But when he was on the Breakfast Club saying all the wild shit, and not the break was it the Breakfast Club? Well, no, that podcast saying all the wild shit, yeah. you was cool with it. When y'all did whatever little other shit, um, talking about envying them, you was cool with him wilding out and saying the crazy things he was saying. So you didn't think that at any point that wild behavior was indicative that he needed help back then? You ain't trying to get him no help back then. It's only now that obviously, you know what I mean, homie's pulling out the gun on you. I'ma just I'ma just state the obvious. You decided to marry a man whose rap alias is gunplay. That's all I'm gonna say. His name is Gunplay. He plays with guns. He played with a gun in your face. The baby thought it was a toy. That's some wild shit. <laughs> that nigga gotta go eat. Besides help, he might have to go to jail. He, no, he has to go to jail. Yeah, he, yeah, he gotta go to jail. If this is found to be true, <laughs> I mean, they, they put him in jail I'm, already. Right, so, but he gotta go to prison. If oh, well, is, yeah, well, yeah, he definitely gotta go to prison. He's it, bugging. If, if this is found to be true, he gotta go to prison. God damn, son. You put your baby's life in jeopardy and your wife oh, over of a game. Fucking video game. So some of y'all, some of y'all make video game culture more than what it needs to be. It should just stay within the realm of a game. But when y'all, you know, while out from playing the game, and then somebody tells you in the back room to calm the fuck down, and you start to lash out because you losing because they killing, you. <laughs> they were busting his ass because <laughs> they they got you in the corner and let you. They was busting <laughs> for him to be that tight. They was busting yo, his ass. Yo, he was getting clapped. It's just taking me back to the video I sent today where nigga was like, they ain't even let me shoot. <laughs> Yo, oh god. yeah, I, I, that joint is hilarious. Oh my god, I'm gonna get ice cream because y'all cheating me. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> fuck. Oh shit, another nigga going outside. Oh man, is this 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 guy Irv Gotti? Oh yo, Irv. We got a couple what, clips of, of what's, Irv. What's going on, Irv? Let's start with this one. Okay, to have one with me a hundred percent. I just don't think it's out there. For me, 26-year-old Dominican, gorgeous. Okay. So she asked me for 25000 She's a real one. Let's make some noise for her. 25000 I was like, where does she get off asking me for 25000 And then in the back of my head, I'm like, this is the tip of the iceberg. If she's my girl... Mm. She gonna ask I need a hundred mm. Hermes Get all of this money For my family <laughs> To have some bad Come around And just Start Siphoning it out this nigga That's never him. happening Yo <laughs> Let me How old is Irv Gotti uh, Irv Gotti Gotta be at least 46 
Irv Gotti. Let's see. Irv Gotti is 53 years old. Oh, shit. I was trying to. I was trying to. Help. I know. You trying to look out. I was out. trying to help. You trying to look out. I can't help you, Irv. Ja Rule can't even help you. Irv. Fuck. <laughs> Ashanti is not coming back. Irv. Can knock it off. Don't you got a wife? Irv. Irv. You're 53. <laughs> Trying to date a 26-year-old Dominican Sounds chick. crazy. I don't and, think I'm going to find it. And you you sit here talking about you don't think you're going to find love again. Oh, man. You sound crazy. Maybe if you stop trying to date 26-year-olds right. at you, 53 you, years you, old. You might find it if you stop that shit. A 26-year-old. She don't want love from you, nigga. Is going to look at you looking desperate mm-hmm. and lonely. Because that's how you sounded. Right. That's just me. Right. No, that's not you. That's both of us. <laughs> We're in this together. Okay. Looking desperate and lonely. Damn, sound like a rap song. I don't want Back, to produce it, but looking desperate and lonely, yeah, and sing the hook. of course they're going to be like, "This is a come up." Yeah, and you talking about some? Oh, she's going to ask for a hundred to bring my family over. That joint is crazy. To me, first <laughs> that's that sounds borderline racist. That shit is on the tip, nigga. It's so, and not your dick It's on the tip of Nigga You gotta calm down You gotta calm down You gotta relax Irv You need to be dating 35 and up At this point and, and Nigga I mean to be honest He should be dating 40, 40 Yes up. I'm just trying to You trying to help I'm him I'm trying too? to help we, him too We can't help this nigga X <laughs> He's out of here bro And Nori And everybody at Drip Champs Y'all should be ashamed of yourself You know he got he got a mental illness, and y'all still bringing him up to the fucking show. That Ashanti interview will forever be a classic for the wrong reasons. Because y'all niggas gave him a mic and said, talk your shit, bro. <laughs> talk your shit. Speak, speaking, <laughs> speaking of Ashanti. Thank oh. you, like, you know what I mean? Because I know after the verses. Fat Joe was my brother. Right. I do not feel Fat Joe is my brother <laughs> anymore. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, he sound a little old. Sound I guess it's a cancer trait. Some people will call it a. Because once you show me who you are, right. or you you speak negatively about me, right. it's over. But his defense, right? His the- defense is his defense and Jai's defense is they do shows with Ashanti and. Uh-huh. Oh, that's little sis or whatever. Well, Rule will never come out and say Gotti's a sucker. Right. Right. Like, yo, we should talk about the great. Hold on, hold on. Let me get. Wait, so let me get this straight. Hold hold on. You. The situation. He said, said, yo, Gotti, he's a, he just, he's a sucker. I need, I gotta pull back and regress from that. All right. Okay, we don't need no more of that. He didn't call you a perv. He didn't call you uh, a bitch ass nigga for basically trying to sleep with your client and or, well, ain't no and or you was in love with somebody that you were supposed to be just fucking managing and you let it go too far 
And even Ashanti in the news and in the press tried to show you grace. And you still wasn't getting the fucking hint. And you mad at Fat Joe for calling you out? You a bitch-ass nigga for that. I'm sorry. You a bitch-ass nigga for that. My thing is... A sucker? I just don't understand why it's so hard for the accountability. It's like you're, you're curtailing the accountability and what the actual message... That Fat Joe was giving you in that moment. It wasn't about him trying to demoralize you. It wasn't about him trying to make fun of you or call you a name or be disrespectful. It was about him bringing to light to you that your behavior at this moment in time, you talking about the sexual relationship you had with this woman from over 20 years ago when you were 30 and she was 1920 is wild there's something wrong with that like and there's there's a form of accountability that you're not even taking cuz you keep going on drink champs yeah and drink, and drink champs keep opening the door for you so and, and you keep talking about the past this woman that you'll you you'll never have the opportunity to to be with again. I'm sorry. Like it's you're never getting it's a clip back. And Nelly and you better marry her and put a baby in her. Yeah, it's Two. it's it's clip. Two babies, Nelly. <laughs> Irv is is done. Ashanti 42 now. She out of here, bro. She's out of here. She's she's with Nelly. They look again, very happy. Right. Nelly fucked up about a few years, but and he recovered very good. He recovered very good. She circled back to him. She ain't circled back to you. No matter what I do. <laughs> woo! That should tell you everything you need to know about what's happening here. Because oh, the way he talks about Ashanti is like he is hoping and wishing that one day she's just going to show up at his door with a trench coat on and nothing else. And they're going to rekindle whatever love fantasy he got going on in his own head. And as a businessman, Irv Gotti, I guess, you know, if he if if he ever hears this, he's probably gonna hate us anyway. But as a businessman, I don't give a fuck. I was I was bumping Ja Rule last night on that boat. <laughs> Every thug needs a lady. He was wilding. As a businessman, you had your time. That's it. And you made you made you didn't even make the best of it. You made the worst of it. Actually, you fucked you fucked it up. You made a classic label. Forever And some shit happened And The feds And all that shit And then that classic label went Away But His name is 50 Curtis Sent <laughs> He also kind of blew mine Because he was saying The only way he can eat right now Is by <laughs> Keeping everybody's masters It sounds Sounds grudgeful So he's like He's not He'll never sell anybody's masters I understand it to some extent I did listen to a podcast And they added some context in terms of, you know, he not only, he produced on a lot of those records as well. He wasn't just, uh, like, the label dude who said, that sound good, all right, we signing off on it. Like, he produced on it, things of that nature. But at the same time, like you said, there's another side of it where that sounds super grudge. Yeah, it sounds like I'm a... I'm going to dangle this shit over your neck, bitch. I own a big part of you. I, I basically yeah. own your catalog. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, y'all y'all not getting y'all this. Not, y'all never getting this. I, nigga, if you really loved Ashanti, you would let her masters go. Mm. If you if you really love Ashanti, Irv Gotti, if you listening to this podcast right now, if you really love Ashanti, you will let those masters go. You would give them back to her. Yeah, you would do that. 
Or at least cut a new deal. Or at least cut a new deal and be like, all right, the split is going to be higher on your end. Yeah. I'll take a lower split it, so we could do an 80-20. Yeah, if it's that, like, you, that's how you feed yourself. Like right. You're, you're not getting any other revenue. Right, there's nothing else happening. Just cut a new deal. Like, yo, I'm going to still be able to make this, but you're, you're going to get this. So, I don't know. He, Irv don't look, whoever's around Irv. Y'all, y'all not doing him a dis, yeah, yeah, doing him a disservice. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta take care of that man. That man is not looking like he's on the right path. He don't, he don't even look happy, bro. He don't. He look beat up. The Irv Gotti that I remember growing up as a kid. That Irv, that nigga was smiling in the videos. Jobby like Gotti, Gotti be like, yeah, nigga, murder. Even with the feds at his door, he was smiling. Even with the feds, he was because he he kept saying he gonna beat this, and what they do, they beat it. They beat it. But so now he look lost. Yeah, now it's like nigga, I don't know what's going on. And even he, he said some he said some wild shit about Nas the other day too. I was like, man, Nas in a whole different stratosphere. By the way, shout out to Nas. Nas reinvented his whole career. By the way, Nas in a whole nah, other space. He looks like he's searching for purpose, bro. It's over. Yeah, it's done. If they were smart, maybe too. I don't know if he got a chance to perform at it. I know we didn't really discuss it. Although we could have, we should have probably. You know, again, we know hip hop has celebrated 50, 50 years of, you know, being this amazing culture that helped shift music, helped shift fashion, and definitely helped shift and shape the world of entertainment as we know it today. And there, and there was a lot of people doing a lot of hip hop events. Um, one in particular, there was people doing events at Times Square, uh, right where I work at. There were people doing events, Barclay, people were doing stuff in the Bronx. A lot of people saying that the South didn't get the South and the West have not get gotten their just dues. So I'm sure people will be trying to orchestrate that before the end of the year. Irv, if you smart, you could have probably put on a little circuit with Ja Rule and maybe did like a Murder Inc. situation, 50 years of hip hop. Yeah, then, you might have even got Ashanti to, to join yes. if he wasn't on no goofy time. Right, but you, you fucked it up. And um, I'm praying for your mental health at this um, day and age. And I don't, you know, I could care less if you fuck with the boys on the podcast. We just keeping it real like your ex-brother Fat Joe kept it real, you sucker. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying what that nigga said. I'm just repeating what I heard. Listen, <laughs> y'all old niggas got to get together. He said y'all old niggas got to get it together. All right, yeah. fuck. 53 acting like 53 a, a acting emo like, like teenager son. over a chick that she ain't coming back. She, she was, ain't coming back. She's not in the streets. She was not for the streets. She is with Nelly in them sheets. Okay. Now, in terms of, of 50 years of hip hop, yeah. as much as I, I we could have celebrated more, right. and we probably did miss. I know we missed the Yankee Stadium event. I did want us to go to that, yeah. but I just forgot which week it was it was going to be on. I didn't even think that shit was organized properly. From what I was told, to a lot of events for hip hop was not. Yeah, organized it was all over properly. the place. It was all over the place. It was all over the place. The fuck um, was going. The other part of it is, I don't even know what we celebrating in hip hop right now. Damn. <laughs> Nigga said, this is as real as it gets. I I absolutely understand celebrating what hip-hop was. Damn. What what I mean is I don't understand <laughs> and I don't feel enthralled to celebrate what hip-hop is today. 
That's what I'm saying. What is hip hop today? Let's 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 just start a brand new tab. What the fuck? Because <laughs> brand new tab go crazy. So because we got to talk about two, which which is what I was taught a few years back. So there is hip hop with the hyphen in the middle. Hip hop that is the culture, right? And then there is hip hop, no hyphen. That is the actual art form. So we talking about the B-Boys, we talking about the spray graffiti, we talking about the B-Girls, we talking about the DJ, we talking about the microphone, and we talking about the rhymes. To me, there's hip-hop and there's rap. Okay. Rap, rap is incorporated. Yeah, yeah, rap is a, you know, subsidiary of hip-hop, right? And then hip-hop is the culture. The hip-hop is the culture, facts. That's the um, big umbrella. But when you say, what is hip-hop, we do have... Uh, a clip here that okay. uh, attempts to define it. Oh, okay. In some of the black clubs, man, we really be in there trying to have a good time listening to 30 straight serial killer songs. Oh, shit. Like, we really in there trying to have a good time and vibe out to murder music. We in there hypnotized. We didn't somebody to violence. That's why we all in there on the verge of socking some shit. We keep listening to serial killer music. These young mad ass niggas talk about hitting somebody with a switch. Man, 30 clip, slide, slide, slide. Man, we in there drunk. We really hypnotized listening to this devil ass shit. I ain't gonna lie, like, I don't like some of the music, but it'd be like, man, how's we partying, trying to have a good time listening to murder music? This shit is psychopath shit, for real. Like, I mean, the we gotta start switching it up, man. Something gotta change. What happened to the original plot of the movie? <laughs> yo, I, yo, gotta love Umar to death, dog. Gotta love Umar to death. We might not agree with every fucking thing, but he's still our brother. We gotta love him. Fuck, we gonna keep him in prayer. <laughs> what happened to the original? What, the, the plot of the movie? There was a song called The Message. I don't know what the message is in hip-hop right now. So... I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna tell you right now. So as a as a teenager, because I can't really say a kid. As a kid, I was exposed to um, the, the the rougher side of hip hop. Probably should have had a much more polished introduction, you know. But shout out to my brothers, blasting Biggie in the house, fucking Tupac Shakur, saying "fuck bitches, get money, fuck Diddy, all that shit." Um, when I became a teenager, I used to go to a barbershop. And one of the first things my barber said to me was, how are you going to be a, a, a hip-hop artist and you don't know who De La Soul is? You don't know who Grandmaster Flash is? You don't know who the Furious is? So I literally would save up my money that my mom would give me or whatever money I was getting and my $5, $10, and I would go to the store on Jamaica Avenue and I would buy mixtapes and I would buy albums. I remember my first De La Soul album. I remember buying um, my first... Um, Rock him project. I bought Rock him's first album, and I bought the project that he did with um, Eric uh, Eric B. Uh, paid in full. So um, I just start. I just started to educate myself. And although I wasn't really, I guess, um, lit bumping them, bumping them like that in the crib, I still bought it. I still wanted to learn this thing that I was a part of. This thing I said I wanted to be a part of. And from listening to where it was to where it's at. One thing that happened, and I think we talked about this a few years back, one thing that kind of helped but also led to the detriment of 
like how rap music is where it is today gangster rap once gangster rap came into play man i mean that shit was really just about killing niggas <laughs> like like dead ass like it's really about taking over turfs you know what i mean who the hardest nigga on the block who getting the most money um mo mob money over bitches you know what i mean fuck the police and what that man was saying in that clip just now i mean he's right i mean to be honest sometimes that's why i don't like going to clubs mm. I've, and i've actually never said that um publicly i would say like oh you know i'm not really a club person but it makes sense now from what he's saying because to be honest sometimes i don't i don't really know about the whole hypnotize shit but sometimes when you all listening to that music in the club, you do get a little angry. I'm not going to lie. You do get a little angry. Nah, and you and do see niggas crazy. around you get angry too. I think it's the law of attraction as well. Like, niggas if, mood change. If I know that that's what I'm going to hear in the club, who, or who am I attracting that wants to listen to that? Like, sometimes it's you're just attracting the general public that thinks that the, the music and the sound is cool. But in other cases, you're attracting the people that feel like they live that life or want to live that life. And so when they in the club talking about, you don't give a damn about a nigga, pull a stick out on them. You got some niggas in there that are looking for an opportunity to do that because they think based off of the music and based off of the culture. How shit is making them feel. They think that, <laughs> yo, if I, pull, if I pull out on a nigga like that makes me somebody. Or... Another example of it would be this. Oh, man. Suki, I thought she would have learned, but... I don't even know anymore because... A lot of people are like, yo, I love Sexy Red because she's so authentic. And I'm not saying that she's not. I'm not saying she's not neither. I think Sexy Red, the artist, is an authentic version of herself. I said this before. I'm going to say it again. I think the way she's being handled is so inauthentically ratchet. And I don't understand how people are not seeing it. Who the fuck would choose... To be in front of a Popeyes rapping these lyrics about sucking and swallowing niggas' kids is yeah. this is clearly the label perpetuating what they think ghetto is and doing it over the top. <clears throat> I don't find like if you ever if you find a bunch of ghetto chicks in front of a Popeyes singing and rapping, that's about three percent of the ghetto. Yeah, I was about to say that's that that's probably two point five. <laughs> like that that is not a representation that yeah. of that quote unquote that. ghetto and quote unquote quote authentic ratchetness. Like this is manufactured ratchet ratchicity at this point. Like, what I what 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 I personally have stopped doing as well. I've stopped liking photos and I've stopped liking pictures. Mm. That to me feel like for me it feels like I'm adding to it to be honest, 
my like and my comment is adding to it. Unless we're going to discuss it on the podcast, right. me personally, I'm I'm just doing little things for my not not even just my mental health, just for me as an individual. I'm you like, can't because there's always going to be somebody that's going to comment on your comment, not really even understanding what you're where you're coming from. Right, like I'm personally at a point where. I feel like I'm in a very creative space right this second in my life. I got poetry. I'm excited to rehearse and get to the head and start to put out um, music that I just need to find some time to get in a studio to to record. Um, I put out a project earlier this year, Interception, which I'm very proud of. Worked very hard on that. Uh, shout out to my man, D-Flow, D-Flow Productions, and everybody who was a part of the project. My man, XAB Grit. Um it's important that, and I feel like I, I sent you this as well in our pre-production chat, I, something along the lines of, oh, no, 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 actually, yeah, I think I did, but then when I saw it, I had to watch that shit twice. There's a video right now. This is the perfect example of how we just wrapped this segment up. There's a, there's a video of a man driving in the whip and his homeboy's playing him a new record. Mm-hmm. And in the record, he basically hears... His friend is talking about how he's grateful to have his day ones, but his day one's going to catch some slugs for him if it, if it come to that. And he listened to it some more, and he was like, yeah, if not, we all, we all, we all just going to die together type shit. And this man pulled over the car and was like, I'm your day one? And the dude said, yeah. He was like, so why do you feel like if you getting shot, or, I should be getting shot and killed, and we should die together? Why can't we die individually? This is where we at, y'all. Yeah, he was like, yeah, I know you're not talking about me, right. but I know you are talking about me. Right. Which, and I'm going to tell you right now, I ain't doing that. I don't know how much niggas would check their friends if they heard some shit. I don't know. It's just so scary out here. It's, it's, it's just so toxic. Like, it's, it's, you know what I mean? Like, every day, a new rapper, and then also every day, a new rapper that gets killed. Every day, a new chick talking about her vagina, her pussy is pink. And then you might hear some shit happen with her and some nigga, or she got a baby daddy that's in jail. It's just, it's just like I don't even know, bro. And I don't have a problem <laughs> with people who, I don't have a problem with talking about the lifestyle that you may have lived or you may currently live. I have a problem with it being put to the forefront as if it is regular black female culture like every black woman has a baby daddy every black woman is getting her her fame and her rise to stardom off of her vagina every black woman is attached to some nigga in jail like we used to know that that would happen right but we would also be like damn girl like get your life together now it seems like there is an unknown entity that is pushing this agenda and making it like this is something to aspire to. Don't go and educate yourself. Don't go and, and get a job. Don't no. If you live in that ratchet lifestyle, it's okay to just live that and be in it. And you don't got to better yourself because you never know. You could, you could just come up off of rap and not know how to rap, but you know, a famous producer might pick you up just because. And give you a beat and push the song until you become famous. This is my final thing that I'm going to say on this shit. When I question 
I don't know what the message in hip hop is anymore. That isn't just a rhetorical, sarcastic, cynical statement. I literally don't know where the message is coming from because when you amplify this ratchet culture and push it out to the mainstream as it's being done, is that really black people talking about different facets and aspects of black culture, which is totally fine? Or is this the machine? Is this the label? Is this whoever wants to sell this prod this product to the masses who's pushing this message of what hip hop is right now? They clone hip hop. They definitely cloned hip hop. Um what we got? Shakari Richardson. Oh, man. Long time coming. She won gold, hundred meter dash. Long time coming. Listen. A lot of us last year was talking crazy shit about this girl. Actually, two years ago, we a lot of us counted her out. A lot of us. This I, feels like a redemption story. Th- this is a redemption story for real. And you can you can tell. See, sometimes you have to really lose, and not in her case lose a race. You got to lose support. <laughs> you gotta lose This is a teachable moment guys Listen up You gotta lose support To really understand Not where everybody else fucked up Where you fucked up Facts Because where she fucked up She was she was feeling herself a little bit A little too much She was a little cocky in the beginning You know when a race hit When a race did When a race hit And then starts to lose and then the way she handles herself in the media and then what, how she lashes out in the media as if it's the media's fault for asking questions that they got to ask anyway. They got to ask. Right. Especially when you lose like Especially that. Especially when you lose like that. And then you say, I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to shut the fuck up. And I'm going to do the work. I'm going to do the work. All I want her to do, XAB, honest to God, I just want her to shut the fuck up and, and do, do the, the work. work. Me too. And That's all I wanted. When she did that, this is why she's this is why she's really winning. And not just winning races. She's winning at her life right now. Lit like literally. Yeah, this is a second chance. You can see the maturity in her face. Her maturity. Now. Yeah, it, it it took her a good two years. Two years. She's very mature now. And she knows how to handle questions way better in terms of how to respond or not to respond. If they want to interview her and she doesn't want to interview, no thank you. And just move the fuck on. Don't be like, oh, don't be asking me no fuck. Nah, no thank you. Thank you so much. And then move the fuck on. You're a professional, boo. I I love the redemption story. I definitely came at Shikari last year or two years ago when she was bugging the fuck out. I mean, she was bugging the fuck out. She was doing too much. She was doing a lot. But... Just like you said, she put her head down. Mm-hmm. She did the work, mm. and she's lead, letting the work speak for her. Literally, now the Olympics are coming up. Oh, uh, I can't! I can't wait for that. Twenty twenty four. I can't wait for that. Keep your head down. And that's it. Keep it winning. Gone. Keep winning. And do the work. That's you could do it. your little period shit right, at yeah, the end yeah, of the. That's cool. You know that's still cocky, but yeah, it's, it's yeah. at least. You won, so right. So I right, fuck it. I don't, I don't like care. if Floyd could beat. 
talking to niggas during his fight. Yo, telling niggas, bro. yo, I think the Eagles gonna win. Bro. I ain't mad and at the, you doing this, and they're still winning. Yeah. I was like, when he had time to do that bullshit. Like, I ain't mad at you <laughs> if you do a little period side because that man talking through the whole match. Yo. I'd be tight if I was his I'd opponent. I'd be tight too. Like, nigga, you shut the fuck up and yeah, box. concentrate. Fuck, nigga, I'm trying to knock you off your swivel right now. So, congratulations to her. I'm looking yeah, forward to seeing more, and I just love to see the growth. That's that's really what what, what it is I with also that. liked because this is the picture that was painted on social media. The Jamaicans don't like her. The Jamaicans is also black women. Why they don't want to support her? The Jamaicans don't like people who talk shit and 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 and, and lose. That's what the <laughs> fuck we don't like. You don't fucking like when y'all Amer- fucking keep talking this bullshit. And then y'all be losing. And How you talking shit, out. but you lost? You got clapped out. Right. I don't understand it. Bad, too. I think she was last or something. Yeah, that, right? that last right. Yeah, bro, it was real bad. Yeah. They was still talking shit. And had the weed shit going on right. and all of that. Like, yeah. bro, I just love how the women embraced her. Yeah. I loved how they, and I don't, to me, I don't know. I don't give a fuck if that was for show. Because they knew the cameras was out Or if they really felt that way No I think they had a candid conversation A part of me feel like They, they, they probably had a, a real life conversation Because they said They was like You know how long it's been Since an American won this shit Right <laughs> Which is crazy Because we just keep and winning And Shorty said Because of you Right at the, at the end of the day We know that women in general Feel like every fucking body Is out to get them That their number That their enemy That their uh, uh, enemy number one when it comes to trying to steal any pride and joy from them. So when they win, I think everybody should celebrate that. Absolutely. Yeah. So New York was named as the bougiest state in the United States. I haven't been to much states, so I don't know. But I'm pretty bougie. I consider myself very bougie. New York is absolutely the number one bougiest okay. state in All America. Right. Okay. Ain't, there's no question right. about it. There's, okay. I don't even know if there's a close number two. All right, cool. You, I, might, you got downtown LA. Them niggas will suck our dick. Like they're oh, not. They're not close. Sheesh. In terms of bouginess. No more parties in LA for you, sir. <laughs> I wish a nigga would in LA. <laughs> Damn. Besides, besides South Central, I'm not talking oh, about y'all. Okay. But um, yeah, I take the title. I, th- I think I think New York is a bougie ass state. What makes us a bougie ass state, though? Like what? For like, me, because it's not boroughs. We're talking the whole state. We're talking about uh, Poughkeepsie and all that shit. When you <laughs> when you think about New York, the things associated with New Yorkers nine times out of ten is New Yorkers have a certain type of swag. They have a certain type of grit. They have a certain type of standard. They have an idea that. Service is supposed to come quick And it's also supposed to be good Also supposed to be top notch Damn that's a lot We have style We have a certain type of style Bitch I'm stylish <laughs> Like you know New Yorkers don't want to walk around bummy For the most part And they will, you get flamed in any Even in the projects about What you wearing and how you wearing it That's a fact So all these things translate into bourgeois If you will and I think that New York absolutely, out of all of the states, cares about those things the most. In L.A., they care about how they look, but they don't necessarily care about quality in terms of in and out. That shit is trash. Y'all niggas love it over there. New York, we go over there and we're like, what the fuck is this? And it takes mad long for y'all to make these fucking trash-ass burgers. Y'all can't, y'all can't claim bougie when y'all number one fast food spot is that. Like, you can't. So 
New Yorkers, we just have a certain standard that I don't think many of the other states hold themselves to. You maybe got, I mean, there's people in the running, but they're just not a close second. You got maybe Dallas, Texas, Houston, um, Miami, Florida. Yeah, Houston, Atlanta, Vegas, yeah. Atlanta. Atlanta might be Atlanta might be third. Okay. But who's number two? I would say LA is number two, but they just not close. It's like a huge gap in between number one and number two. So um yeah, we're gonna take that title. Thank y'all. Like bougie right, estate cool. And our women Our women are extra well, I, bougie I was about to say The women is more bougie Than any fucking body Walking this fucking nigga The women is just as bougie As these animals The the pigeons is bougie <laughs> The rats is bougie You know what We all bougie The rats And the birds alone And the squirrels Oh forget about it nigga Forget about it I don't, I don't know That sound like an undertone yeah. <laughs> the, the women gonna think You calling them rats and pigeons Nah But a pigeon is a girl That's walking by Front unless she can't say hi Why Um Diddy got a project coming September 15th Act bad Act bad Act bad Listen First of all I don't know why he naming This shit off the grid Nigga you have been on the grid <laughs> Okay You have been wild You have been out here wilding For a minute Diddy um, however, um, to me, it's a surprise. I, mean, I didn't even know he was working on the music, and because with all the shit that that motherfucker be doing, um, but I'm excited. You know, it looks like he's been cooking in the kitchen with my I got Justin Bieber. Seen him in the clip. Obviously, he's working with the City Girls. Shout out to Young Miami. Um, you know, hopefully, it, it, it'll be good to hear some. Oh, I definitely saw Mary J. Blige in the studio with him. So, we, you know, might get some nostalgia. Diddy on there, Mary. Um, I'm excited. Hopefully, you know, Little Kim is, is on a project. I don't know if they, you know, squashed their beef or whatever they had going on. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, Diddy, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Bad boy um, this, bad boy that, yeah. Diddy's projects... Have never elevated to the point where they make me super, super excited. I think Dirty Money was fire. Dirty Money was a fire project. Dirty Money has some good songs. That was on like it. that was like Diddy's introducing us to a new sound. Yeah. Man, so Dirty was fire. I'm definitely interested to hear what he's doing and how this is gonna sound. Um but I mean I've kind of mentioned already too, like, and we we kind of highlighted. The music hasn't been exciting to me lately. Like, the music has been poor. I think this fourth quarter has been kind of lit. I mean, Drake it was supposed to drop this weekend. Um, we got music, new music from Burna Boy. We got music from Victoria Monet. Um, so, and both those projects are definitely fire, by the way. Um, I'm going to check those out. Yeah, yeah. They I'm, both, not, they, yeah I'm, not, I'm not really tapped into none of them artists that you just said. I mean, Burner Boy been on a tear. Oh yeah, well, Burner Boy, yeah. And um, Victoria, I don't really know much about her. Yeah, Vic- Victoria. I don't even know where she came from. I was like, where she came? From? She been around for a minute. She was a writer first, so oh, all okay. of the big stars fuck with her because she wrote for them. Okay, but um, oh, so so she's like a Neo because Neo was writing for right. everybody at first, and then she came out with a project during the pandemic called Jaguar. Okay, and it did really well because of a single that she had on there. Um, and okay. then she has a new. Project out with another single that's knocking, okay, knocking on doors. Um, okay. so and can she sing? Oh hell yeah, yeah, oh, no, 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 no. She's she's talented. I, w- I wonder why it takes so long for writers to get put on. 
Because a lot of the Especially when they Writing the fuck out Of other people's music A lot of people in the industry Want writers to stay writers Oh okay, The moment okay. you become a, a artist It's tough now Yeah because the single That you got for you You could have gave that To somebody else Right So I wanted that mm. joint I could have turned that Into a bigger single mm. And then there's that That duality too Who do I give This to Do That's I keep not, this right. shit For myself That's not gonna fuck up This shit Yeah or do I give this one To Rihanna I was, bro, that's the person I was just <laughs> fucking thinking. I was like, yo, imagine niggas as writers and niggas become song uh, uh, singers now. And niggas are like, damn, and what if she get that record to Rihanna? Niggas just think about the money they just lost. Like, they don't even know you like that, even though it's fire. But Rihanna on it would have just took it to a whole nother. You probably would have been richer. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, mm. I, I'm assuming that was the conversation between Rihanna and Thames during for that Black Panther 2 um, soundtrack. Um, Thames wrote the song But Rihanna sang it Oh okay. So okay. I, I'm sure at that moment in time It was like damn Do we have Thames Sing this joint Rihanna said she interested in singing it With Rihanna though It's gonna go 10 times Right You know We're gonna all get richer Thames it might right. It's still gonna do it's well gonna But do well, right. But then it makes you You think Well if Thames sung it Would it have had a better Reception Because a lot of people Didn't really fuck with Lift me up, lift. They all hated lift me up. Like I thought it was fire, but I wonder if it would have had a different reception if it was Thames that was singing that. Um, well, she sang it like as if Thames would have sung it. She just used her voice. Yeah, it's all very, it's all very interesting when you're in that space. So Victoria, right. um, and her success, I actually am very happy that she's seeing it because, like you mentioned, it's very hard to transition from writer to artist. It is. Like the industry don't want you to do it right. Other artists don't want you to right. do it Everybody can't be Neo Because Neo has made a successful career Out of coming out of his writer show And just dropping hit after hit after hit Um, Yevgeny uh, Prigozhin Has been reported to be dead He led a revolt in Moscow A couple months ago about three months ago um, And a lot of people are speculating That Putin is definitely involved In the plane crash That is reported to have killed him I, I don't think it's a coincidence When I heard about it on the radio I was listening to my jazz station Shout out to uh, WBGO um, NPR News uh, Shout out to NPR News Doing a damn thing Oh uh, Yeah when I heard about it I was like it's it, it sounded suspect to be honest And then they were saying Putin was giving his condolences and even the way he was giving the condolences, I was like, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, 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 in the back of his mind, before he got up on that podium was talking, he probably was like, all right, we finally got this motherfucker. Yeah, um, that, I mean. When you at war, you at war. All, like, rules rules of engagement, all that shit is dead. When you at war, you at war. It is nowhere near coincidence that three months after the man tried to Lead a revolt Against you And the whole fucking sitting no. That they get on a plane And they're like Everyone is saying Witnesses are saying They either heard the plane Get shot down Or they heard a bomb Go off on the plane And no plane I've ever seen Crashes like that uh, Like no plane Just nose dives down From the sky Like I've never seen that before If if there's malfunctioning On the plane Shit is rocky They trying to Even the shit out And it crashes that way But To just go from 
elevating to now nah, we from we, going straight into an elevated position to fucking area. Yeah, we bitch. just about to. Did the plane jump out of the <laughs> sky? Yeah, that shit. Was, did the plane bungee jump? That that wasn't that. What so, you want us to believe, guys? What you want us to believe? Now it it all wraps up because. There was the Republican debate, and it was Donald Trump. We're going to get in that, into that in a second. Mm, but Spicy news. No, spicy news. Is that what y'all want America to look like? That's my question. For everybody who thinks it's a joke and thinks it's funny when we talk about Donald Trump, when we talk about some of the things that he stands for and some of the things that he's been doing. Listen, if you really fuck with his policies, I'm not. If that's really who you are on the inside... And you feel like his policies were something that you could get behind. I hands off, right? Like if you really believe in that, cool. But a lot of y'all just like Donald Trump because he gives off that same strong man uh persona where it's like the law can't touch me. Um I do what I want and I get what I want. A lot of y'all are attracted to that. But y'all don't realize that what policies and what things that he is putting into place or that he would like to put into place will lead to Putin's America, not even Putin's Russia, Putin's America. And I'm not saying that Putin will own Donald Trump. What I'm saying is Donald Trump sees how Putin moves and says, I like that. Bring some of that shit over here. Let's govern that way. Let's make sure that the Supreme Court can't stop me. Let's make sure that Congress can't stop me. If I want to do some shit, I'm going to do it. This election shit, these different indictments that he's facing, four different indictments, I'm going to tell y'all right now, at least two of them, in my opinion, are solid as a rock cases. Like you, If you're really trying to be unbiased about it, they're really hard to argue against. Like the election case, they got mad evidence regarding him being told, yo, you lost the election. The shit wasn't rigged. You got to take your L and you got to go home. And him saying, fuck it. We going to do some other shit. Fuck it. I'm going to call homeboy and be like, yo, just find me some votes. That's all I'm asking you to do. Just find me one more vote than I have. And we going to call it a day. <laughs> like, like. That case is kind of hard to argue against. This Fannie Willis case, um, there's a lot there. The only problem I think she's going to have is she, you know, this is a very broad-reaching case. So I do feel like it leaves the door open for evidence to either be brought in that messes up what she's trying to present or evidence to be brought in that really, really solidifies it even more but that is also a pretty strong case the documents case strong case the only one that to me could be a little flimsy is um the new york case new york case some people feel like eh, it's not it, you don't see too many people indicted for that and even when you do it's not it doesn't really come with much but the other cases seem pretty legit to me. My my only question is, honestly, you know, we've been losing doubt in our government for a very long time. Some of us longer than in most recent times. I think most of us have checked out. Um, the real question is, yeah, he took his mugshot. 
The real question is, is he going to jail? That's that's my own. Is he actually going to prison? That's my only real question. I think at least it, one of these four are going to stick. Because if he don't go to prison, that lets me know we've, we've, we're have we've living in the real America. If he doesn't go to prison. <laughs> we're living in the real America. I'm going to be real with y'all. And this has nothing to do with politics. This has to do with. It's going to let me know everything I need to know. Where America is right now This has again this has nothing to do With politics I don't give a fuck if you Like elephants or donkeys I don't If he is not indicted on At least one of these We are going to see A very scary form of America And if he wins the election that, that, That's the other thing I was going to ask What if he wins the election if he, if, he, if he beats all of these cases And wins the election I know we we've spoken about civil war and 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 I've always been like we've not we haven't been close enough to consider us going to civil war. That is going to lead us into a, a really really dark I think era of American history because he is going to go on a revenge tour, and if he wins and if the house flips and. All of that, I mean, the House stays the same and the Senate flips. We're going to see some nasty, vile, scary things happen for the next four years. That That's my prediction. So when that's why I say when we talk about Donald Trump and we talk about politics, like, do y'all not hear what these people are proposing when they speak? This is not about I. There, are, there have been Republicans over the years that I have had no problem supporting. Jonathan, um, John McCain, he was just going up against my boy Obama, so he he lost that. But John McCain is was a very good candidate. John, John McCain was was a good man, I believe. The problem with John McCain was he was attached to um, Sarah Huckabee, uh, and she she fucked that whole shit up. Not Huckabee. Was well, Sarah Palin? My fault. Oh, Sarah Palin. Palin was Palin. She was yeah. Too. She he was attached to Sarah Palin, and she was she was doing too much. Yeah, yeah. she she's what fucked it up for John McCain. Yeah, her personal life was crazy, and she just did too much. And then, <laughs> um, there were have there have been a, a bunch of Republicans. So it has nothing to do with like what party niggas are attached to. It has to do with what policies y'all niggas is putting forth, and the policies that Trump and a lot of the people surrounding him are putting forth are very scary policies. These are not just like, oh, like if you just fuck with him because he's funny, you just fuck with him because he's brass, you just fuck with him because he says whatever he wants and gets away with it. Are you looking at the bigger picture of what America would look like if we had a fascist form of government? Do y'all realize that the freedoms that y'all have now have been eroding over the last four years. Does anybody mm. else not see that? Whether you want to look at it from vaccines and you want to say that was a left thing or you want to look at abortion, you want to say that's the right thing. The end of the day, a lot of people feel like their rights are being eroded. And because of that, I think we're going to get to a standstill where people are going to want to buck against the government, I just think it's going to be accelerated if he beats um, these indictments and he gets back into office. So, mm. y'all niggas really 
really, really got to start paying attention. Like, politics is not a joke. We haven't spoken about it in a while because it's been the same shit, I think. I think it's been the same shit since since 2020. Facts. It's, it's really been the same. Um, yes, Biden has economically been doing a decent job. Many people don't feel like that because inflation is still high. But if you check any metric that normally indicates whether the economy is healthy or not, most of the metrics are positive. People have been calling recession for a year and a half now, and it has not happened. Not saying that it's not something that could happen, but people kept kept saying the recession is on its way. Oh, next month is going to be a recession. Next month is going to be a recession. It's been recession proof for the last year and a half. Not again, not saying that it's not a possibility, not saying that there aren't things that could potentially put us in a recession. There definitely are. The housing bubble is real suspect right now. (laughs) That shit is real suspect right now. But overall, the metrics are positive economically. Um, So I can't necessarily 100%, you know, I don't don't think Biden's been doing the most amazing job, but I can't damn him either. Um, I can definitely say it's been better than... Trump overall Biden's been getting older Slurring in his speeches Falling off stairs on jo- I'm, I can't make up I'm just telling y'all What's been happening Over the last Over his presidency so far It's been Every year it's like Some other shit happened He had a bike incident once I don't know man uh, well, What I'm also starting to really realize Is that Yo Like In terms of presidents They really love putting Old white men In these positions Where Yo This job that job is for some. I feel like the cutoff to be president should be somewhere in mid fifties. After that, bro, hang it up. I think fifties might be a little young, but to take a seat. The, the knees ain't gonna working as much. You gotta get up the flights of stairs. You gotta come down the flight of stairs. Listen, if, if if it wasn't for Trump, there wouldn't be a Biden mm. in office. So I think everybody who kind of like. Obama made it look easy, y'all. I'm sorry. Then it was playing basketball. I'm sorry. He was playing basketball during his presidency. Everybody who is upset that Biden, you know, is 80-something in office, we, as a country, this is us paying for what we did the last election because people were curious to see what a, a Trump presidency would yeah, be Trump like. Trump was, what, 76 when he when he, when he Yeah, got... he's an old white man, too. Yeah, he, yeah he's, he's old, too. He about to be if he wins, he'll be eighty when he's in office too. Shit. So, the Republican debate uh, was Wednesday. Trump was not in it. Trump said, "Fuck y'all niggas." I am. I got better shit to worry about. Like how I'm gonna do my mugshot. <laughs> yeah, and he Basically. sat. He sat with with Tucker Carlson. I didn't watch that shit. I did watch uh, parts of the debate. Um, so the debate included Tim Scott, Ron DeSantis, Mike Pence, Nikki Haley. Chris Christie, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy, uh, Doug Burgum, and Asia Hudson. Hutchinson, sorry. Um, winners and losers of that debate. So, Tim Scott, hang it up. <laughs> hang it up, dog. I don't know what, I don't know what. The nigga thinks his his position in this situation is. I don't know who talked him into running for president. He don't got it. Okay. 
Honestly, this is probably a lot of people attempting to run for the vice presidency. That's what I think this is actually about. Mm. Um, a lot of these people are trying to to show that they can get support, but also want to coddle to Trump because they know Trump is actually the front runner and is the Trump is in the front is the front run runner by like 30, 40 points. So um, but Tim Scott, Scott, I don't think he would, he probably going to put you in like a cabinet position, but he, he wouldn't, I don't think you the VP dogs, Ron DeSantis, hang it the fuck up. He got to go. Man. He looked terrible on a debate stage. All of the magic and mystique and what niggas thought they might've had in him in terms of an alternative to Trump gone. Like he's not that and yeah. he, he will never be that all he is, is literally a talking head yeah. that, yo, this seems to be popular within the Republican base. I'm going to spew the same shit. Not a talking head, talking head, bro. Talking head. <laughs> Mike Pence actually did a little decent on the debate stage, but he don't got a path to, to nothing either. Um, Mike Pence, Mike Pence, Mike Pence turned on Trump. He got to watch his back these days. That nigga turned. Mike Pence be saying some scary shit, and nobody really be paying attention to what people he's have, saying. People have been saying this. Mike Pence blatantly was yeah blatantly said on the debate stage, "I'm trying to have a national ban on abortion." Yeah, I know we said this was a state's issue. It ain't. It's it's a federal issue again. It's just that this time. It's going to be a ban instead of saying that, you know what I mean? It, it's acceptable. National so, ban on abortion would be very, yo, there'll be women out here moving further and further away from men. I promise you that. Bro, we already at a. We'll be going to different countries. Like, nigga, if you want to be with me, we're moving to fucking Africa, nigga, right now. There was a, a meme that came out that basic, not a meme, let me not say that. There was a post. Someone posted the statistics of the housing market. From 1950 versus 2023, and one of the one of the statistical points was back in the 1950 or 70s. Sorry, it wasn't the 50s; it was the 70s. Back in the 1970s, people were having around four children a household. Niggas are having roughly two children now. So what it's saying is the birth rate in America is decreasing, increasing, decreasing, yeah, decreasing tremendously because. Everything else around us is going up. Niggas can't even afford to have kids. Even if you want to have kids, can you afford another can child? Can you afford to have kids? I mean, the problem is, again, we live in the most capitalistic society in the face of the planet. Number two, everything is about money. So to have everything be about money, your child is included in that conversation if you were to have a child because if you were to have a child that is solely which is unfortunate but this is where we live it's solely dependent on how much money you make and how much money you potentially can project to make in the time of when you start to have your kids because when you when you get the babies in the beginning you're gonna be spending a lot of money probably way more money than you anticipated on spending and everybody wants the best for their children. I mean, and if you want the best, you're going to have to make some sacrifices. You're going to have to make some lifestyle adjustments. You're going to have to eat out less, party less, and save more. That means, like, if you want to put your kid in private school. Oh, man, you got to be making a good job. 
you gotta have a good amount of money coming good in. Amount of money coming in. I'm talking about even when the economy's fucked up, can your child still be able to uh, stay in that school? And then a lot of people don't have trust in the public system because it's attached to the government. A lot of people don't have trust in the government. And we, we, we fucking doing this. Yeah, it's Niggas. a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. So we are. I know this sounds like first world country problems. First world problems. <laughs> because there are other countries where nigga, what school? <laughs> Y'all nigga, niggas got schools to go to? Every fucking day I wake up, they bombing another building. Nigga, we had 10 schools when I was five. Nigga, we got two schools and I'm 10. Nigga, we still building the concept of a national school system. Fuck, fuck that. We ain't even had that before. Damn. So I get it. But yeah. at the same time, when you live, when you are on the ship and you're watching it sink, it's a, it's a whole different ball. It don't matter if it's Titanic or some other That's super true. expensive shit That's or true raft. Too. Yeah, because I feel like it. if you saw something that in the beginning was fine, was good, like imagine, yeah, imagine growing up in the 70s and if you're still with us and it's, you know, the fucking, you know, 2000s and, and now we in 2023 and you looking back at how it was in the 70s, you probably saying to yourself, yo, we going backwards. What you, the fuck is this shit? You looking at your thirty year old daughter right, and like, saying she got to live with roommates? Right, like I, no, shit. No. I had a house. No, shit, we shit. We had three dogs and we had six kids. We were fine. I was able to get a house at nineteen. What Literally. the fuck are you doing? And you looking and you saying, "Oh no, it's the economy." Right. Like she she's making more than I ever made. Right. I made thirty thousand a year. She's making fifty and still and got to live with two other niggas just to make the fifty. Makes sense. All right. Man, spit. All right. Um, Nikki Haley actually, I mean, she's never been a bad candidate, but she said a lot. All of them tried to cater to Trump, and that shit is corny. And that takes a. I think they don't. I don't. I don't think Republicans understand. And I get it because he has control of the MAGA base, quote unquote. But I don't think many Republicans realize the more they. You are in their past. The more they've coddled to him, the harder it is for them to make points now, and the harder it is for them to act like the adult in the room because mm-hmm. he's so far from that. Mm-hmm. Again, this is not about his policies; this is how he he conducts himself. Mm-hmm. So when you now try to stray away from it and you try to make it seem like, yo, we have some of the same policies, just not the same conduct, but you were you were coddling that conduct before, and you made excuses for it before. It just takes away from. You now as you try to separate and make yourself a different type of entity and say that he's not good for the country when four months ago you was tweeting that you know, he he was a a decent president of X, Y, and Z. Um, just difficult. Um, and that's what I think she's running up against in terms of a wall. But I still think on a debate stage she did well and she stood out. Chris Christie... Has been running for president for fucking 15 years now. It feels like. Feels like more than that, though. Um, Yo, hang it up. <laughs> Fuck. Nobody cares. Yeah, I, I get that. He he actually wouldn't be a bad president to some extent. It's too old for me. I'm sorry. But his time. Has come and passed. Has come and passed. Yeah. Yeah. The, the door. He's he's that up with the he would be better in some form of a cabinet position. Right. And I think that he is a little bit closer aligned to some someone that uh 
Democrat could put in office um, as like a Republican that to show bipartisanship. But I don't think he's going to see the presidency. Don't think that's going to happen. All right. And Vivek is, first of all, he's definitely positioning himself and acting not only like Trump, but like Obama, which is very weird. He has the energy of Obama. He's as the youth. Um, but he's like a Republican version or, or not even a MAGA Republican version of Obama. He has all the wild stances. He wants to raise the voting age to 25. Um, he wants national bans. Um, he wants to take away Juneteenth. He thinks it's a redundant holiday. Whoa. Um, oh, nah. We got to get him to fuck about it. <laughs> Pack it the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This nigga is... I don't think I'm really opposed to to raising the voting rate, though. The, the voting age, though. I don't think I'm... Nigga, really if you could have people go to war and drink, they should be able to vote. That that That's my opinion. That, that's true. That's true. Um, 18, you... The reason why this the, the voting age thing becomes a big debate is because a lot of young people vote Democratic. So by I think by default too. By default, they don't even really know what a Republican is. Well, I think that in this day and age, a lot of the policies that Democrats tend to highlight or stand on, the youth are going to be more interested in. If I'm telling you, yo, there's climate control issues, and we're the party that's going to fix it. And the Republican Party is telling you, and Vivek, he said on stage that climate control is a hoax. Oh, nah. Oh, yeah. He- if, if I'm 18, 19, 20, and I know I got another 70 years on the planet, and I'm seeing it fucking be the hottest it's ever been every single year, yeah, nigga, you got you to gotta let me know what's going on <laughs> with your policies on the climate. And what do you think is going to happen with, with those climate policies? And if not, then you put me in a position where I ain't listening to you. If you think that it's a hoax, but I'm seeing with my own eyes as an 18-year-old that, and I'm being told that it's definitely been hotter than it's ever been. Yeah, so, and I'm looking at photos at Finland, nigga, and I'm looking at photos of places that had Greenland. and I, uh, All right, son. It's a hoax until, I mean, half your fucking, huh. Half your fucking village is just underwater in like 10 years. And you're like, well, I guess it's not a hoax. This actually happened. Right. We actually used to live there. That shit is underground now. Right. So <laughs> what are you talking about? So that's why I do think that like the, <laughs> the raising of the the age thing is just more. That's more so to to get people. That that moves the needle. That moves the needle more Republican um and and closes out now granted you do have as you mentioned there there are young people that have no clue what the fuck they voting for no. they might just be voting for whoever their parents are voting for or but that goes both ways right whoever they feel like is speaking more intelligent than the other on one particular said day or debate or even just on the news answering interview questions i'll say this though the you voted for obama and that wasn't the wrong choice so, um, I voted for Obama. Um, the rest of these niggas are—they don't matter. All right, but cool. those, <laughs> those were the ones that kind of stood out, and those were the ones that—and that's my commentary on it. Y'all go watch the debate for yourselves and make your own decisions. 
Um, but please listen to what these these niggas are saying and what they are are promising they are going to do if they get the presidency. Facts. A lot of y'all not listening to that. Y'all, a lot of y'all are just focused on the antics around Trump. There's black people talking about niggas for Trump. They got a T-shirt on called niggas for Trump. All right. I'm going to holler at y'all. All right. Um, Mental health is real, though. Lizzo is countersuing. Supposedly countersuing um, after she or her team released a photo. Her and her team took a minute to get that evidence. <laughs> they released a photo with the with the young ladies at that same event, mm. all smiling and cheesing. <sighs> now, naturally, the counter to that is how many times have you been in an awkward situation and you smiled? Um, That's true. So a lot of people in the comment sections of of the uh, blogs have been saying, like, just because they're in that photo smiling doesn't mean that what they're saying against Lizzo is not true. And I agree with that. What I will say is sometimes you could tell by the smile what type of smile it is. Sometimes you could sometimes you could tell by the smile because sometimes you could tell the nervous smile. Sometimes you could tell the I don't want to be here smile. Sometimes you could tell the tired smile. And sometimes you could just tell the straight face. Sometimes niggas is taking photos with a straight face. Yeah. They're not even smiling. So yeah. sometimes you y'all could, be the judge. You could tell the I'm happy to be here. Right. Like I'm very excited or the I'm tired or the this motherfucker's annoying and the straight face. If a nigga give you a straight face in a photo where most people are smiling, there's something wrong. I'm not here to tell y'all what type of smile it was. Um, I, don't, I don't even give a fuck what type of smile it was. Yeah. For Lizzo to be countersuing. There's got to be more. I was just about to say, there's more to the story that we don't know. And when the real truth come out, I hope these women are prepared. Because if they are not telling the full truth, oh my God, nigga, it's going to be real bad. It's going to be real bad. I think everybody is telling their version of the truth. I think that there's a reality in the middle and if you don't got the evidence for that reality, oh, yeah, this shit is getting thrown yeah, out. This shit's getting thrown out. That's what I think. I think I think it could very well be they were uncomfortable in certain situations. It, sure. it could very well be maybe that Lizzo they was talking to them crazy one. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe they did feel shamed in certain instances. I maybe mean, they didn't how like all big <laughs> Maybe they didn't like certain things that were said. Maybe they went to certain events and didn't really want to be there, but felt like, yo, if I don't go, then I'm gonna be let go. Like, I think all of that possibly is their truth. I just think when you start off with, this is how I felt, now you got to prove a feeling. And how do you do that? This is how I felt versus, so this is what happened and I got the footage or I got the photo. Let me show you what happened. Right, or this is actually what they said out Mm -hmm. of their mouths as opposed to, I could see their brains thinking about, oh, well, that felt, must be because yeah. she added weight to her. Like, mm-hmm. I felt things, like they were talking about me. Right. That's an allegation, and that's an unfound allegation. Mm-hmm. So, like, to bring that as a criminal, uh, not a criminal, sorry, but as a civil suit, when I'm going to sue you for it, that's nasty when now my name gets put in the mud and you know that my career is based off my name. And anybody can do that. That's why I... I'm opposed to things like that. If you don't have solid evidence to now smear Lizzo's name as it's been being smeared, because people love the salacious shit over anything else. People automatically assume she did it. Yeah, 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 of course. People automatically assume she did it. People automatically are running off that story and and using it to call her all types of names. Um, And I don't like that because none of this shit is 
Again, if there's solid evidence, like you said, if there's a video that comes out that just shows yeah. Lizzo beasting yeah, on these yeah, chicks, yeah, it's clip. Then it's clip. Yeah, then yeah. she deserve everything. But with with just the allegation, yeah, yeah, ah, uh, that's that's tricky. And now, like we said before, I'm sure she's losing endorsements and oh, all yeah. this other shit. One thing I will also say to add to this, this is it's this is, it's good and it's bad that this is happening to Lizzo right now. I think it's good because. She herself as a brand that's still growing She needs to learn There might have to be some real limitations set Like I know we all free yeah. I know we women I know we're empowered But certain shit is gonna have to be limited Get your business right Like the business gotta be all the way right I gotta be protected on all fronts Cause the, the bigger I get The more is at stake Yeah these are not <laughs> your friends Lizzo nah. These are your dances yeah. If they wanna go out that's cool. on them. Don't you fly f- your friends yeah. in and be like, nobody. yeah. Fly, fly your friends in. Yo, we in Amsterdam. I'm trying to go All out right. for the night. Don't hang out with your dancers. Yeah. They they like this can happen. I'm not saying they're not nice people. I'm not right. saying they set you up, but this can happen this can where happen. they they now feel some type of way cuz they no longer on tour with you yeah. or maybe they do feel wrongly terminated, but now they can use these elements to make a case and whether that's how it happened or not, it right. doesn't matter. What picture can they paint? Yeah. Like, I've seen that firsthand where it's like, that didn't happen that way. But how can you even argue it now? Shorty got fired because she did this. But now she's saying, no, you flirted with me. That's why you let me go because I didn't like your advances when it was like, nah, homie flirted with you. You, you actually told him y'all was going to go on a date. Then you didn't show up to work for a week and didn't say nothing. Right. And now he had to fire you. <laughs> and the reason why this is bad for Lizzo, you know, and I'm a Taurus, just like Lizzo. When something happens to us, that is one of the main reasons why that we are doing what we love to begin with. And, Somebody says something about it that could potentially hurt us, and then it it in in turn it is hurting, it's slowing us down from producing new art. Right now, we ain't gonna hear Lizzo record. First of all, I haven't even heard Lizzo on the radio like that, so I don't know if this is like a fucking formation that has started. Um, the same energy that Megan Thee Stallion got, Lizzo is not getting that energy right now. I t- I'm telling you that right now. The, the level of support, she, she ain't getting that, especially oh, nah. for black women. I think people have been waiting to turn on Lizzo. Yeah, it almost feels like niggas like, gotcha, fat bitch, gotcha. And it's, it's, it's funny because, again, Lizzo, to me, Lizzo is the girl that you bring to the party and she gonna pull the flute out on some random shit when somebody is, is twerking and she gonna twerk with them. Lizzo's the girl that you bring to the cookout and she wanna fucking sing all the goddamn songs that come on the radio or the DJ's playing. So now to see Lizzo in this light, I know Lizzo's probably a little depressed right now. And for her to counter sue, it's taking a lot of fucking energy. I mean, this, this whole lot, thing gotta yeah, be a blow for her. This shit is a lot, bro. I'll, I'll be I'll be tight if I was her right now. To be, I'll be like, fuck. As much as as we've said on this show how much we don't always agree with Lizzo, I yeah, don't like yeah, her in this position <laughs> we said that a lot. because of the ramifications of it. I think it's gonna hurt her. Correct. I think we said it before. I think that Lizzo probably does have some personal areas of growth, but to 
one, be a person that champions others and and is a person that attempts to make a more inclusive society out of America. She made a whole show called Watch Out for the Big Girl. For someone like that to now be put in a position where their name is just sullied, like it's just like it your quote unquote drop from contention of the Super Bowl. Let's say that shit was real. That's a huge thing. That's big. <laughs> That's big. <laughs> that her Fuck. like if I'm her, I'm crushed by that. Like if that opportunity that was shit, right there in shit, front of me. It ain't coming back. And now this is what takes it away and it's not true. Oh yeah, if it's not true, oh man. Or or let's say it has some credence to it, but it was never my intent. To make anyone feel this way, it just so happened certain things happened during certain nights and right. da da da. But they took it like I was maliciously doing right. It. But it's being painted like I'm a malicious person that was trying to body shame people, was trying to make eat people eat bananas out of vaginas, <laughs> like like this shit is wicked. This shit is wicked, bro. This shit really is wicked. I can hold you. This whole shit is really wild. So, like the eating bananas out of vaginas took me to a whole nother place. I don't know. Like, man. like if if I never had that intent for that, if I'm thinking everybody's having a good time and I'm playing with somebody, I'm like, yo, get that fucking banana out of there. And I'm thinking it's a joke. And they taking it, they taking notes like, oh, got this bitch. <laughs> oh, she told me to eat the banana she out there. Oh, it's over bananas. for this hoe. Like, she, know she know I don't eat banana. I'm allergic. Yeah, like she oh, force me to put it in my mouth. Yo, and I'm a smile in this picture, and I'm a cry at night. And take short, make sure you get a video of I'm that. I'm a shit. smile in the photo, but I'm really crying. Inside. Yeah, like <laughs> take this photo. Bitch. I don't know. I I do have some type of sympathy for her in this instance. Again, that's not. Y'all know a little bit where I stand. I think that some of this shit is just off of what has been presented so far. Some of this shit is a little exaggerated. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's where I land. That's where I land. I just keep thinking about it. Like, this shit is really crazy. It's really crazy. Like, some of it does. If there's more evidence, I will be happy to eat my words. But oh, some of this man. shit, as it's presented right now, is I'd, like, I'd nigga. Rather, I'd rather you eat your words than eat a banana out of vagina any day. If the vagina's clean. <laughs> Wait what? <laughs> Listen, huh? we go to Amsterdam and they they sign a waiver that the vagina is clean. I don't know, I don't know. It sounds like a good time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. But um, <laughs> that's where I, I I land on this right now. Is this shit seems a little bit like this is a money grab. Damn. Now, if it's proven again, then Lizzo is a wicked person herself. <laughs> <laughs> Forcing bitches to eat bananas. <laughs> Out of vaginas is wild. <laughs> I just don't think she did that though. I don't think she was staring over these bitches like the Hulk. Eat the fucking banana. Eat that shit. <laughs> like I don't think that was happening. <laughs> oh, you about to get fired if you don't eat this banana. Oh like, man, I don't think that was going down. Oh but shit, bitch, you want to be on a Super Bowl stage with me or not? You better, yeah, you better swallow that yeah, bitch. Eat that with the with the discharge. With the- <laughs> You sh- it's whipped cream on it, yeah, bitch. It, we yeah. mix it in. Yeah, sexually fluid. Now drink the oh, fluid. Yeah, man. I don't know. Damn. I don't know if all of that was going down. But um, mm, feeling good as hell. I hope everybody. I hope everybody gets what they deserve in this, <laughs> in this I, scenario. I, I, I just hope niggas didn't lie. 
I hope I hope if, not too. If, if, I just hope it's a right. matter of I like hope it's a, you it's felt this way, you right. felt and this I didn't way. Know that's how you felt. Yeah. But bitch, you don't have to sue me, bitch. I was paying you. And now that you put me in a position where I my name is on the line you, ever. And you're suing me, I have to I fight have to back. Defend, yeah, I gotta defend myself because bitch, if I'm going down, you're going down with me. And you bigger than me, bitch. <laughs> Made the best big bitch. Cause if this if this was private, if this was a private matter. They probably would have settled. They probably could have settled. Nah, they, they wasn't gonna settle. They went. They went. I think they would have settled if it was private. Yeah. I think Lizzo would have been like, "Y'all got me fucked up, but take this this cash. Every everybody gotta take a hundred k. Take this NDA and don't ever fucking talk to me again don't in your life. Ever bring my name up in no interview, no nothing. My lawyers are strict. The moment we hit Izzo, yeah, Izzo, <laughs> yeah. bitch, you're going to you going to jail. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna sue you for yeah, everything you got. You. You're going to jail. So I think she would have did that But they went public with it Yeah Once you go public That's it That's and, it And now her name is Taking a hit yeah. It's one thing if they went public And niggas was like Man nobody's listening to that shit No she's actually taking a hit So now I, I can't If I settle now It looks like I did it Yeah Even if I didn't do it That's just how Public opinion is right now Which is yeah. trash But it looks like she did it If she just settles Yeah Um Feeling good as hell Yeah Damn Lizzo Call of Duty has introduced the Nicki Minaj operator. The internet is going crazy. Um, a lot of women are saying that they're going to start playing Call of Duty. I don't believe y'all, but... I don't believe y'all either. However, can we talk about the power of Nicki Minaj? Can we just... Can we just the power of Nicki is real, dog. The power of Nicki and the power of hip-hop. Oh, I yeah, know the, we yeah, highlighted the negative yeah, aspects yeah. of it. Power, this, yeah, this is some powerful shit. But this is them celebrating 50 years of hip-hop, and they bringing in Nicki, Snoop, and it looks like 21 Savage. One thing I will say is that it's very interesting because... Call of Duty has no correlation to hip hop culture whatsoever. Call of Duty is literally like on the other side of whatever the fuck hip hop is. A lot of people look at Call of worlds. Duty on the other side, yeah, of it, for sure. Uh, Call of Duty is a it, they're two different worlds. However, what I will say, you know, most of the companies this year who did anything related to fucking hip hop Got it on the money. I don't feel like there was companies that was trying to misrepresent hip hop. I don't feel like there was companies that were trying to take advantage. Yeah. Cause you know in the past you got stupid yeah. motherfuckers like Gucci doing stupid shit. Right. Doing blackface and all this bullshit. Right. I don't think any company yet, at least any companies that have come across our radar, has done some stupid shit. The moment they do though, we will be airing the motherfuckers you. out. We got you. However, shout out to Nikki. Nikki has an album coming out as well. She's getting ready to release a new single. She says it's some of the best writing of her life. I'm excited for Nikki, you feel me? Um, Nikki, you know, unfortunately, though, you know, she's married to somebody who he's in the news for all the fucking wrong reasons, and he's still in the news. I don't know. I don't even know how she's able to navigate all this shit because it's a lot going on on that side. It's a lot going on. Yeah, I mean, they say they say <sighs> that the allegations posed against him um, in the past are... Not true And there's like An interview or something Of the young lady Who posed them Kinda I don't know Saying something That alludes to them Not being true I don't know The reality but, is He is a registered sex offender That's the only shit That got me like Nikki Are you sure you wanna do this That is the reality And I don't know man In terms of like Nikki's success Yeah with Nikki I think it's interesting I think that it is One I'm super happy 
that she is able to do this deal. But as you kind of mentioned and alluded to, it's interesting also that her private life and the decision she's made in that capacity seem like super counter to her superstardom. And literally. And let's let's take her current out and let's talk about even with Meek. Like oh, when man. she decided to be with Meek, that was kind of like a downgrade in terms of her stardom versus yeah, his, his, cal- his at the time. Yeah, his star caliber versus hers at the time. Yeah, and true. then Safari which, is another version of that. Which is who she started with. And so if you if you're diving into the psyche of Nikki, I do wonder what these choices in men reveal about what her beliefs are in the dynamic of men and women. I have I haven't seen Nikki date or be associated beyond beyond Little Wayne and beyond Drake to some extent. I haven't seen her associated with highly successful men that could either either match her. Um, or even maybe supersede her, and I haven't seen her connected to them. In terms of the 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 um, guy that she's married to now, his blood name is Big Zoo. Yes, he is blood. Um, Big Zoo owns a record label, and Big Zoo, from what I read online years back when I was doing some research, he has had some success in that field. So what I'm thinking is she went from mm, let me not try to date niggas that are quote unquote on my level or are doing the same exact thing I'm doing and let me just date a nigga who's still industry affiliated but he ain't doing too much one thing I will say is that I've never seen I'm pretty sure it's out there I've never seen an interview with Big Zoo and they asking him about his his marriage when I've never seen an interview and I don't even feel like that's the type of nigga that, that you want to have an interview with because that nigga don't look like he's playing any games that's, yeah, and I guess for me, I guess for me, and maybe this is my own bias, but I could see when Nikki was single, I could see Nikki dating a Diddy. I could yeah. see Nikki getting with maybe even if you don't want to be in the same field, being with uh, one of the top executives in music or top executives in a different um, area. But it, it's not you just did, Nikki though. You, you got you could have saw her getting with an actor too. Yeah, like like you could see Nikki with one of the big time black actors at the time, the Chestnut or Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like you you could definitely see Tay Diggs maybe. Tay Diggs or whatever when he was still in his prime. Right. You know, now his star power has fallen a bit, but right. I'm talking about when it was it was still right. kind of there. And popping, yeah. So but it's not just her like Rihanna like ASAP, ASAP is not at the same level as Rihanna. And granted, Rihanna has gone through everybody in terms of like she did the billionaire oil tycoon. Yeah, yeah that, he was probably the richest one out of. He was. He, she, is, he, he is. He is the richest one out of everybody. Like, she me. she dealt with Drake. So Rihanna kind of dealt with the people. Chris Brown at the time they were matching star power. Right. So she's kind of done it, but she's she settled um, with with ASAP and. I'm not saying settled in a negative way, but I'm just saying she that's who she coupled herself kinda, with. Kind of sounded that way a little bit. That's who she coupled herself with. With with Nikki, it's just interesting to see that almost all of the men that we know she's dated in the public have been, I won't say beneath her, but they just haven't been able to match her. What does that say about her idea of one relationships and her idea 
of what the dynamic between men and women should be. She, nigga, I'm no expert, <laughs> but to me, and also to Rihanna, because it's looking like they gonna get married. She got two babies for this nigga now, so I think a woman like Nikki and a woman like Rihanna, those women who are that successful. Need to date lesser men That's just my opinion That's just my opinion Cause Big Zoo Is nowhere near Not even superstardom he, I don't think that That's a He don't give a fuck about that shit Yeah nah Financially though fin- 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 He can't touch her He can't touch her is, is what I'm saying Same thing with Rihanna And fucking ASAP He can't touch her He can't touch her He probably will never Touch her And probably will never Get as close That nigga's net worth Probably has gone up a little bit since he's been. I was gonna say, unless she had a a hand in it. Yeah, because when I researched his network when they first got together, I think we told the nigga net worth was ten mil. I think Rihanna's shit was what a billy. She was already right. (laughs) Ten mil to a billy is astronomically insane. Yeah, we in two different places. We in two different places, nigga. You could afford that, nigga. I, my money can buy the material to make what you can afford. Ten times over. Yeah, I can make that. Can make it even 20, faster. Twenty times over. Um, that that that's just my opinion. I feel like those women date lesser. I, so what? So then that follow up, and I promise we're going to talk about the Call of Duty stuff. But um, the follow up to that though is why doesn't that translate to these internet conversations? Because we're seeing it actively over and over and over. This nigga, he wants to have this conversation. <laughs> he don't want to have this conversation. The ladies don't even want to have this conversation. We see it over and over and over where. I'm seeing two sides of the coin. I see on the internet, successful women always talk about how hard it is to find a successful man. To find a man in general because they think that men are intimidated once they realize that they make this woman makes more than them, or they want to find someone that matches the amount or makes more than them, um, but they don't understand why that's such a hard thing to do. Yet we have public examples. Of really, really highly successful women that are okay to compromise not only on the financial, but on the status, and I'm sure in other capacities with the men that they feel match them and are their partner. I personally feel as though women who are highly successful in any field that they're in will always say Ideally, they would rather a man making just as much as them, if not more than them, so they can both share in that success. But deep down inside, a lot of women will scream that on like an equality level. But deep down inside, they really want to know that they are so secure. Their man for them that they end up being with is just really more of a helpmate. If I'm in a situation, I'm never really ever going to need. Serena's never ever really going to need her husband. In a dire situation, ever. Rihanna will never really need ASAP in a dire situation. Mm. And Nikki will never need Big Zoo in a dire situation. Maybe some street shit. But in a dire situation. Financial? No. Financial? No. No. And I think the mentality is the women who are saying that that are successful you're not as successful as Rihanna. So you really don't know who you would even really be compatible with 
probably until you get to that level. Rihanna probably said to herself, you know what? He don't make as much money as me, but he got his own money. He's rich. He's a millionaire. He likes me. He makes me happy. He makes me happy. And, and I think that's where the line gets drawn, and that's where we put the period, XAB. We put the period that he makes me happy. We don't go into the extra shit. He dressed good. He look, All of that shit is superficial because at the end of the day, they building a family. We should put the period there. We I, should. I think in 2023, this shit has gotten so hazy. Like, niggas just try to find every reason in the world why they can't find a quote-unquote Match, but uh, it almost feels like it's a mask now to perpetually be miserable and say these type of niggas don't exist. They do, but also, what the fuck are your standards? D Flow and I had a conversation the other day. Shout out to D Flow. Shout out to D Flow. D Flow, you got like three shout outs on this motherfucker. What's up, my guy? Uh, he said the other day, if you're a doctor, right, mm-hmm. you're starting off. Between 130 and 300K. And that's just starting off. That's just a start. That is the range of a doctor's salary in the United States of America. It's pretty fucking awesome money, if you ask me. How many niggas do you know that are not doctors that are going to make that amount of money? Even the top fucking business firms, you're, if you get a, a entry level, the highest you will get is like 150 as entry level in business and that's that's that is high level you're you didn't went through a vetting process yeah like you got there through the skin of your teeth type shit literally they picked the best of the best and you just made it as a standard doctor you're starting off 120 130 120 130 to to 300 is to 300 is insanely fire nigga so when <laughs> shit when you're dating Ninety percent of the pool is not going to be making that. Ninety percent is a big ass splash, motherfucker. So you telling me <laughs> you would forego a man making ninety k, eighty k, seventy k, sixty five, sixty five that right treats there. you well because he not making what you think he should be making to be with you because you make two hundred k and. The majority of niggas don't even touch that? You know what it is? Damn, son, we really got to have this conversation. This is the problem, actually. We here. The problem is women who make so much fucking money, the money dictates who they fucking date. There's men who make probably more money than these women would be making and or are making, Mm. and it doesn't change their mentality about who they fucking... Bro, I've never in my entire life looked at what I'm making because I'm still making less than the person that I'm dating, but I'm making way more than I was making five years ago. Right. People will look at somebody and say, I like this person if you're a man and I'm gonna talk to this person. I can I can't remember asking myself, damn I right, so now I know what she does. Now I need to find out what she makes, because that'll determine how much longer. I feel like some women, not all, some women are doing that before they even really get to know somebody. And that's the problem. The women that are making so much fucking money, the money that they're, the amount, the dollar amount dictates 
who they allow have access to quote unquote talk to them, even if it's a person who's a janitor, even if it's somebody who's been a custodian for mad long. It's not about if this yeah, yeah, of course he's gonna wanna be with me because I look X, Y, and Z, but does this nigga make X amount of dollars for me to take him serious? Right. That's a wild mentality. And and I'm sorry for the women listeners who are probably listening like, nah, that's cap. Notice I said some. But if you are getting upset right now, bitch, you a part of the sum. I'm sorry. You a part of the sum. No, I mean, I think that's been a common consensus, uh, at least over the years, is like when you are vetting a man, one of the things that you need to now factor in or you're doing yourself a disservice is how much that man makes. And Talking about I'm expensive. You just like to spend money. Some for some is you just like to spend money. You don't like to spend your own money. You don't like to spend your own money, actually. And so a lot of it is also the BBL culture. Oh, that shit fucked up the women big time. A lot of it is social media culture where people are seeing, oh, this bad chick. She thinks she bad. I'm similar. I'm, I'm a similar type of pretty and similar type of bad. And she got him who looks like he's making mad bread. They able to go on vacation. They able to do this, able to do that. I need to get something like that because I'm able to. If she's able to get it, I'm able to get it. I think a lot of that is is prevalent. And the conversations that we have on social media really, really fucked a lot of women's minds up. And because a lot of it was pandering to women... That is why I'm saying women more than men. Yes, we know there's the passport bro type of conversations. Yeah, right, right, right. There's the mano spear with the whole you need to cook clean and all that right. bullshit. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not excluding yeah. these niggas, but what I'm saying is I see a, a lot of the meme culture with Justin LeBoy first started. Oh, man, that nigga, he part of the problem, too. When, when that shit first started, it was all funny. We all laughed. We all had jokes about it. We all thought it was hee hee ha ha. Then we started to realize people were actually adopting some of these things into what their actual understanding of what relationships needed to be. You started to hear more and more about, oh, yeah, now my man needs to have this or if you don't have that, you broke or da 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 da. And then the conversation stopped being funny because it actually started to be brought into real life. You go on a date with a shorty and the shorty is is. More focused on the materialistic things and what you can do materialistically. She's also focused on what card you're using. If you use a cash, uh, cash app, using card, a cash app card, you're a bum ass nigga. If you're using a Venmo card or PayPal, you're a bum ass. You're a bum ass nigga. Why are you using? Why are you using a cash app card, bitch? Because it got cash on it. It has money on it. It has money. <laughs> and and I mean, I'm actually getting two percent back on this motherfucker with yeah, every dollar um, I spend it, at restaurants. It, it makes sense. Like, it actually makes more sense than my regular debit-ass card I got from fucking Chase. I ain't I, getting no I, points I on I put that. my play money on this Cash App card right. and my bill money on this shit right. so that I don't ever get confused. Like, so I don't overspend or whatever the case is. Oh, women kill me with that, dog. Then there, there's a lot of, you know, women are women have gotten more successful over the years. That's, of course, yeah. That is not a, there's we've nothing. Been, we've been saying that for years on this podcast. But with success comes responsibility. And I don't know if that conversation is being had. They ain't never respect Peter Parker, Uncle. They <laughs> ain't never respect Uncle Ben. With you acquiring more money means that somebody that you meet 
is also gonna you, you're matching them now. Like if if you were making twenty k before for whatever reason and you were able to elevate yourself to make seventy k, you are now with the big fishes. So you're gonna your pool in terms of financially limits. That doesn't mean your whole pool has to limit. But some of y'all think from the mindset that now your whole pool has been limited because. 70k and up is all you can entertain now and i get it matching lifestyles is an important thing you do want to match up with someone who can afford the same amount of vacations that you were able to provide yourself with but some of y'all be going on these vacations some of y'all don't even be spending money on vacation i'm sorry yeah on a whim y'all just be on vacation and then just fighting with bitches over right (laughs) over who didn't pay what over who didn't pay what the fucking bill who who got this fucking gazebo? Who didn't get this shit? Why are you in my section? When I have yet to really see a group of men go on vacation and argue about shit. I have yet to see that. I mean, I haven't been on vacation with a group of men myself, but I have yet to see it a flutter when fluster on the fucking internet like some of you women when y'all go away to these fucking villas and shit. Y'all be arguing over the dumbest shit. I be like, what the fuck? Why they go on vacation in the first place? Some of y'all actually don't make it back from vacation. Y'all end up killing your friends on vacation. I ain't even want to say it, but <laughs> I can't wait to get this bitch on vacation. I can't wait to fucking get her killed. Damn, for real? Wow, that's why you going to jail. Like niggas be niggas <laughs> niggas if if I I don't even think I've seen too many arguments with niggas on vacations, but even if it is, the friendship doesn't normally end up being in jeopardy. And I'm not saying that that happens with every woman that goes on vacation with other women, but that running joke exists for for a reason. <laughs> like it, it does exist for a reason. All I'm saying is that the mind the mindset is interesting, especially when we see the people, the women that most women look to and say, "I like, I want to be like," or da 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 da. The J the Jay Z and Beyonces, even though I think they're relatively evenly yoked with their amount of money but i don't know fully but the jays and beyonce there was definitely a time where i feel like beyonce was making more than jay-z I'm, uh, the, the way jay been doing these deals i don't know i'm yeah. talking about back in the day oh, okay. i'm jay talking about shit. back Different in the day now. <laughs> um but i'm pretty sure that there was a point where beyonce was was doing more than jay I'm was sure. at that moment in time I'm sure um the rihanna's and the asaps and now in the Nikki's and the zoos, it's always prevalent that either the teamwork works or sometimes it don't matter what the man is making. He can still be, quote unquote, provider and protector or fit you in the ways that you need him to fit you without that component. But it, it doesn't seem to translate to online fodder, which is very interesting to me. But back to Nikki being in the shit. I think that's a great look. Um, Call of Duty about to go up Some of y'all niggas about to be able to find your girlfriend now On Call of Duty Cause she gonna be on there shooting in the air And you gonna be able to hear her voice And think she looks sexy She sounds sexy and Hopefully she do look sexy Yeah hopefully Damn. she do look sexy what, What's the tough knot? Man Life is crazy uh, Life is so crazy that you actually Can't lose your mind Like, mm. you, like, like you can't lose your mind and I know that's a hard concept to, you know what I mean, uh, take in. But life be so crazy. You get tested on so many different levels. It's important not to lose your shit. 
I think that dad would say the precious the precious gems that you have you want to hold close. Most of the times precious things, damn, I can't speak today. But precious things they often are fragile. And because of that they take extra care. So instead of having to repair something that was fragile and never having it be what it used to be, take care of it from the beginning. Mm. That goes for friendships, relationships, family. Things are fragile. We we look at things as they can always be repaired or we can always go back to them or we can treat things rough and it'll be okay. And that's not always the case. Sometimes you break some shit and it stays broken. Or sometimes you break some shit and you do put it back together. That shit don't even look the same. But it ain't the same shit. It's a fact. Another episode of Dad Has a Bow Later.